Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Live from Patriots Minicamp, this is Patriots Unfiltered. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. This is a special live edition from the first day of Patriots Mandatory Minicamp. I'm Fred Kirsch, Paul Perillo, Mike Dussault is joining us. We'll probably be joined by others a little later on, Evan Lazar, Tamara Brown. But we'll be here for the duration of practice today, bringing you everything we see in here, here at uh, Patriots Minicamp. And uh, it's exciting because, you know, this is the first time it's mandatory for the players to be here. They've had pretty good, you know, attendance so far with the OTAs. But what we're going to see today is everybody here, unless you've got some sort of injury or, you know, yeah. some other uh, excuse that, you know, has been approved. But we're going to yeah. see uh, pretty much everybody here today. We I, hope so. I, and I found it interesting that, um, you know, some of the, you know, some of our colleagues are sort of speculating as to if anybody will not be here. And one, the one name that keeps getting brought up is Trent Brown. Yeah. You know, so it'd be interesting to see uh, as players are starting to trickle out now. Uh, it'd be interesting to see, you know, just how close to 100% that attendance uh, winds up being. Yeah. I, I saw J.J. Schuster this morning because uh, in addition to uh, minicamp, the Patriots have their media day today. So that's the day where all the players come and get their headshots done for all the networks, including, uh, you know, Patriots.com and the preseason broadcast. And they do all their specialized, you know, uh, you know uh, poses and all that stuff. So they were all there today. Uh, J.J. Schuster. Uh, Juju Schuster was there today, Smith but Schuster. Uh, um, but he may not practice, from what I understand. I some sort of injury. Yeah, well, that's what it sounds like. And I know, like he, you know, I read in Mike Reese over the weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, he did come off an injury um, from the Super Bowl that he had that knee injury heading into the Super Bowl, and and that bothered him. So perhaps he's still feeling the uh, effects of that. That's why we haven't seen him yet this uh, this spring. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the other guy to look out for. Uh, also, with, with Reese's notes, was Tyquan Thornton, who had a, you know, a nice first practice that we saw him in OTA camp, but uh, supposedly a soft tissue injury that's maybe keeping him off the field. According to Reese, that's a little bit, little bit disappointing. I mean, it's just, you know, anytime these guys aren't able to stay on the field and stay consistent, uh, you know, here in his second year, trying to build a little bit of momentum after those first couple practices that he played well. So they definitely uh, will see what the receiver group looks like today and, and who Mac is thrown to. Uh, just a little programming note. Um, We'll have our cameras down in the field as much as we can. There's certain portions of the practice that we're not allowed to film, uh, certainly when they get into their 7-on-7 seven and 11-on-11. Seven, 11 11. So we'll, be, we'll have live cameras to about 11.50 today. And then from that point on, you'll just be looking at our mugs uh, for the rest of the practice. But we'll still be telling you everything that we see, even though we can't shoot it. Just, just want to let everyone know in case you say, you know, why aren't they showing the fields? We would if we could. Uh, yeah. we just Safe to say, yeah. if we're not showing you the field, it's because we can't. Yeah. So we're seeing some arrivals right now. You see David Andrews coming on uh, on the field. There's David Silverman, our crack photographer in the background. Looks <laughs> like uh, a lot of the offensive linemen are coming onto the field right now. Yeah. Uh, shorts and shells. What that means is, uh, obviously, at this time of year, you're not allowed to wear pads. In fact, you really can't wear pads anymore <laughs> at all. Yeah, I don't no. think they have shells on. I'm either. only kidding. It's um, just, yeah, it's just, just helmets. Yeah, just helmets right now and yeah. shorts uh, and practice shirts. So um, it's going to be, you know, what pretty much 
50% speed, if that. Uh, pretty much a walkthrough. Maybe they'll ramp it up a little bit tomorrow. But there, there's no contact in minicamp. You're not going to have any tackling, bringing guys to the ground. Uh, it's really a teaching practice, as uh, Bill Belichick likes to describe it. And, you know, they're doing, they're setting the foundation so that when they hit the ground in July, uh, at the end of July, they're not starting from scratch. They've got something to work from. Uh, you know, there's chances that you see players in positions that they may or may not take once uh, pre uh, the games start. This is the time to see, you know, how does a guy look at right tackle instead of left tackle? How does a guy look with his hand on the ground instead of, you know, upright outside linebacker? So, you see things like that during during uh, these mini camps. Last year, you guys remember, uh, we saw some long passes to Trey Nixon. So we came out of mini camp saying, oh, this is what they're going to do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is what they're going to do. And yeah. they really didn't do that. Uh, well, so, I, I, well I, I will say, Fred, I, I think that they tried to push the ball down the field more last year. I, mean, yep. I do think it was a little bit of a sign of that. but I was going to um, say with success. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> th but, you know, it was, it was kind of uh, last year it was like, like the season kind of ended up being where, you know, there would be a couple splash plays down the field here and there, um, but they couldn't ever establish that kind of consistency. And, you know, we don't want to get overboard with the, the three OTA practices that we've watched so far but from those practices it just it seems like things are, are running smoothly everybody seems like they're on the same page and you know it just is almost a flashback to you know how things were previously where you know it didn't really feel like they were trying to feel it out or figure out who they were the practices on offense it seems like bill o'brien knows what he's looking for uh he's just been a fixture on the sideline with that walkie-talkie calling in plays so uh, i think so far the early returns as much as you can take from these early ota practices when admittedly there aren't a lot of competitive portions. Uh, it really, I don't know how competitive really any of it is, but um, but you know, there are, I will say though, there are some nice parts where you get some seven on seven. You'll get some, you know, a little bit of eleven on eleven. It's not going to be tackling. It's not going to be full contact or anything like that. But it's I, I, for June. You'll take it as far as football goes. Yeah, and, and people may note, you know, with Mac Jones's first uh, press conference this uh, OTA period, he used the word normal. Yeah, he used the word smoothly. He, everybody on the same page. A lot of that. And I'm sure he used those words for a reason. Yeah, and, and that would be my big takeaway, Freddie. Yeah. With, with the, you know the three practices that we got to watch, and, and less so, um, I'm less so interested in the execution and whatnot because obviously that's still a work in progress. But I, I did feel like the tempo of the play calling and you know they, I'm not saying they were without any hiccups, but I thought it was much smoother. The overall operation looked more like we're, we're sort of accustomed to seeing them look. Speaking of accustomed to seeing, there's Matthew Slater. We've been accustomed to seeing him come onto the practice field uh, for how many years now? 13? What's it's this? like 18. 2008, yeah. That's, Almost my whole life. That is rare. And uh, you heard Tamara <laughs> Brown. Uh, Tamara's here along with Evan Lazar, and they'll be joining us for uh, the practice. Um, so let's, let's, while we, you know, see the guys warm up, they're going to do, be doing their stretching now. What are something things that you're going to be looking for in these mini camps, Paul? I'll start with you. I want to see a continuation of that that offensive uh, momentum because I feel like you know we, we we got to hear Kendrick Bourne on the last OTA that we had on Friday, mm -hmm. him talking about uh, it. Just feels like they're refreshed. You know, I think that they were frustrated last year with the way that the the situation was set up, and I think. I want to see a continuation of that sort of overall enthusiasm that we've seen from the offensive players. And uh, I know you mentioned Smith-Schuster and, and, and some of those guys. I'd like to see if we could get you know, a, a better 
semblance of the players that are going to be playing. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to get to see a lot of that. But that's what I want to see in minicamp is a continuation of that momentum that I feel like they started. Mike Dussault with the uh, blue glasses. Very, uh, very yeah. Hollywood. Does he oh. have blue glasses? Yeah, like, thank you. Not thank only mirrored glasses too, right? I, I, I think so. Yeah, I, wow. they, were, they were a gift for my sister, but thank you. Okay. Uh, what am I looking for? Um, I, I would say just off the top, who's here? And we're, we're as you see us scrambling with our pens and paper, we're uh, checking guys off as they come on the field. Just saw a couple of the rookies uh, come out, but uh, Trent Brown, Matthew Judon, two faces that you know we haven't seen uh, yet this year here at, at OTA. So uh, you know, are those guys going to be here and around? We'll probably uh, know in the next few minutes here as, as the rest of the team is coming out now. How about you, Evan? Yeah, I'm with Deuce. I, I think that the some of the guys that weren't here is probably important, but I, I would also just I continue to just look at Mac Jones and, and the whole quarterback situation, and I, I don't think we can necessarily glean too much from this time of year, but physically, we know that mentally he's going to be a little bit more locked in and, and more comfortable with what they're doing, but now we got to see physically, is he going to push it to a next a next level or make that leap? And I'm not necessarily sure I've seen that yet in the OTAs, but maybe we'll get a little bit more competitive stretches here uh, over the next couple of days where we can see some of that. Tamara? Hi. Okay, so I'm probably a hybrid of between Deuce and Paul. I think one, Last year around this time, the, the offense looked normal, you know, but there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes that we didn't know was going on. This year, you know, they're saying it's normal. They're saying communication is getting better and they're on the same page. I'm hoping to actually see that consistency keep going beyond just OTAs, hopefully into this mini camp. And then I also want to see guys like Juju hopefully show up today at practice so we can see him, you know, get into that mix and get that chemistry going with the offense. Yeah, I'm with Evan. I, you know, I want to see, you know, how Mac is looking out there. Um, you know, how he's presenting himself as the leader of the team, which he should be, uh, how smoothly the offense is running. But my biggie this year is uh, Keon White. I want to see who he's lining up with, um, you know, to see how, if he gets any reps with, you know, uh, the first people that are out on the field. I don't want to call them starters or the first squad, but who is he lining up next to? Uh, where is he lining up? Because I, I think that He's a guy, obviously Christian Gonzalez is the guy that probably will make the quickest impact, but right behind him closely could be, for me, Keon White. Mm -hmm. I mean, how this defensive line operates is going to be huge. You know, that's where it all comes down to, putting pressure on the quarterback and covering well in this league. You know, I, I saw a debate on Twitter today, Evan, you probably saw it today, you know, about people saying that to judge an NFL defense these days the same way you did 20 years ago or 30 years ago isn't fair you know it's rare that you have those complete shutdown defenses like you did you know in days gone by nowadays you're just hoping for a defense that can you know sh make about you know three or four stops a game uh the way today's nfl is so but i think that if the patriots defensive line can take that next step if barmore can be healthy and you know, realize his potential. Keon White can come in, and you know, be part of that front seven and be disruptive. I think I think the Patriots have a potential to be a top five defense. And I think like what goes along with that, Fred, too, with helping this defense be more successful this year is keeping them off the field. I feel like they spend too much time on the field when you have an offense that is unable to produce. So I think yeah. that you know. Keeping their bodies fresh, not having them on the field the entire game could also be really benefit, beneficial for this team to also prevent injuries as well. Yeah, getting off on third down, getting off the field on third down is critical, not just for the Patriots, for every mm -hmm. team. Yeah. You know, that's the way it is in this league. So um, 
Keon White's a guy I'm going to be keying on, you know, not just for the minicans, but throughout, you know, August as well. Yeah, he was one of the surprises for me. Just, you know, I thought he was going to be kind of a, you know, rotational, hand-down defensive lineman, but he's really been doing a lot of work standing up. And, you know, as Paul points out, I mean, this is the time to experiment a little bit. Yep. Um, but one other player to point out is, is Matthew Judon is here. Uh, so that's a good sign. He was one guy that, you know, hadn't been around. So uh, do spot him in the house, but does not appear... Uh, that Trent Brown is, is yeah, here Yeah, I'm watching the first couple of offensive lines go through some of their walk-through periods, and I don't see Trent Brown uh, included. Um, you know, how about Lawrence Guy? Have we seen him? Nope. We have yeah. not seen him. He's another guy we haven't seen He just so had far a baby. Um, just another baby. Or his wife so, did. Yeah. yeah. So that might be, he might have an, ex, uh, an excused absence. I know Judon, I was, talking time, to yeah. our, I was talking to Donna, who runs our community relations this morning. She goes, uh, Matthew Judon better be here because he's in two of my events this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got him. They got him all booked. This is the week to get it all done, and then everybody kind of shuts down until training camp. So, yep, it's kind of the last hurrah here of, of the off season, I guess you would call it. A lot of a lot of um, visitors on yeah. the field. Often uh, college programs come um, check out the practice. They're guests of Bill Belichick, and just to watch how the Patriots run their practice. So I see a lot of, you know, we use, sometimes we get word of who's who's visiting at some point during the practice. Always interesting to see what programs come by. And uh, guys, what uh, what did Bill have to say? I didn't catch uh, his press conference, but oh. I, does it sound like Dobson and Legarrette Blunt yeah. are, are, are part of the staff? Yeah, no, not part of the staff yet. They're they're in the Bill Walsh Coaching Fellowship, which uh, just gives them exposure to training camps, OTAs, mini camps, off season programs. Uh, to hopefully eventually lead to a coaching career, whether it's uh, making connections or just kind of getting a feel for what exactly coaching entails. Uh, either way, the, the end goal is to get those guys into coaching in some capacity. So not in a formal capacity on the staff yet, but uh, yeah. two guys that could be. I, I had heard, and I, I, I didn't look this up, so it, it might not be accurate, but I heard that Dobson had a position within the football program at Marshall. Yeah, uh, I don't think it was necessarily a coaching position. I thought it may have been like a, more of an operations type role. But uh, yeah, clearly he's trying to get himself into that that line of business. All yeah. right, so I think right now they're doing some quick seven on seven. It looks like yeah, uh, a little yeah, early walk through, just walk through yeah. stuff yep. here. Yep. So maybe we can talk about what yeah, we're looking is, at. And this is one of those times, I believe, where the cameras are off, right, Freddie? Right. Uh, yep. So we'll just you know they're they're getting set to. To get into their uh, their routine, it's it's walkthrough with offense going on both fields uh, simultaneously. But uh, yeah, so no Trent Brown is is I, I think something to to really keep an eye on. You know, yeah. moving forward, I, I think that they have, um, and we should mention there was a report. I, I saw Mike Giardi uh, this morning. I'm sure others had it uh, about DJ Fluker, uh, who's a veteran. Offensive yeah. tackle in this league, been around a while. I don't think he played last he year. He did. Hasn't played for a couple years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this he's looking to get by. I, there's a report that he is in Foxborough for a, for a workout yeah. uh, today or sometime during this yeah this minicamp. So I think the offensive tackle position is definitely something worth um, yeah worth talking. I, it's about. interesting with Fluker. Uh, I guess he you know lost like 60 pounds and he's really worked hard to get back in shape. Really. And, and you look at guys like that that have been away for the game that worked that hard to get back. You say, well, maybe, you know, maybe they could make a comeback. Maybe he's realized, like, what he's missing. 
you know, he's been around for a while. He's, he got drafted in 2013, yeah, I think. Yeah, so like 11th overall. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, he's no spring chicken. He's dropped a bunch of weight. Like, I yeah. think like 70 pounds. Yeah, but he's so still at, yeah. like, 340. He's still a giant. Yeah. Uh, but he lost 70 pounds, and he's still 340? Uh, not 70. I think, like, 60. But, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was wow. way up there. Yeah. He's got well, the, the king of off-season workout videos right now. <laughs> the guy looks yeah. like he's a cyborg. I mean, yeah. he <laughs> looks absolutely jacked out of his mind, but I mean, they could have drafted a tackle. No, oh. no, no. Hey. I mean, like we're, I, I don't, I'm not like too worried about the tackles quite yet because I do think you can scheme around tackles with a good offensive coordinator, but that's one position that I continue to look at even maybe more so than wide receiver uh, as a spot that could really hold this offense back. If, you got two guys, so whether it's Mac or Bailey, it's probably going to be Mac that are pocket passers. You know, the guys are not going to move around. They're not going to elude pressure on their own too often, and you got to keep them upright. And if these two tackle spots end up being an issue like they were at times last year, especially right tackle, it's it's a problem. I mean, it really yeah. is a problem. And they now they're even working out DJ Fluker, and we talked about it at the draft. All of us talked about tackles as a you know what options they had in the draft at tackles and. I, I do think you're going to look back on that and say they, they passed on some guys on day two, especially. I, I wouldn't swap out Christian Gonzalez, but maybe one of those day two guys, could they have had a tackle uh, and Marty Mapu? Could they have had a tackle yeah. you know, and Keon White? So it, it's it's definitely a spot that I'm looking at uh, well, going forward. It's, I mean, the interesting thing to me is that really Calvin Anderson's the only real left tackle you have even on the roster. I mean, you know, Trent Brown you know, played most of his career you know, on the right side, with the exception being here, the, the two seasons he played the left side. So, you know, I think Reese also wrote about Riley Reef coming in. You know, uh, it, like, he's clearly at the end of the line uh, of his career, but brings, like, a, just a baseline of stability that I think that they, you know, sorely lacked last year. Now, is he going to get the job done? I don't know. I mean, you were even seeing some of Andrew Stuber injured all last year, career right tackle at, at Michigan. Uh, you know, now he's working on the left side a little bit. So I think, you know, to Evan's point, you just you don't really have a lot of athleticism at that spot, which is traditionally what you look for on that left side. That you know, you get a guy like we talked about Isaiah Wynn forever here, like not biggest, but a really athletic guy who can move his feet and that you know fit kind of the mold that they were looking for. But I, I'm not sure uh, what the outlook is, and I think with you know bringing in Fluker, it's just a sign that that they are still trying to figure it out too. Well, yeah, it's just weird because when we spoke to Macro before the draft, after the draft. He was pretty bullish on their tackle situation, and I'm not trying to make a too big a deal out of DJ Fluker, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like that's one spot that you don't want to turn the offense into everything has to be near the line of scrimmage because you can't block it long enough to push it down the field. I go back to, like, Miami a couple years ago. Uh, Tua's, you know, first and second year in the league. Everything is misdirection, RPO, five-yard passes. And Get it out quick. Smoke and mirrors because they're coaching around a, an offensive line that can't block. So you don't want to be that team. So, you know, with Trent Brown, do we have any indication why he may not be here? No, that's... No. I, I, I do mean. not, but I just found it interesting that uh, a couple of people speculated that he may not be here this morning in, in some of the reports that I read this morning. And usually when you see the writers, uh, you know, sort of having a similar kind of a, yeah. a narrative that it, it comes from somewhere and maybe the agent's well, upset. I don't I, you know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, have no idea. Saquon Barkley is holding out uh, for the Giants. And so you always wonder when a guy's not here and you haven't heard of an injury, like, is he upset about something? And you go back to last year when he was switched over to right tackle, uh, left. left tackle. 
and but you know was signed you know under maybe right tackle money you like is he still pissy about that you don't know yeah, i think that yeah. i think everything is on the table fred yeah as uh, you like to always say uh, talk about the media right Fred? yeah no well, there's a sizable media contingent <laughs> being led on the field right now yeah so right now you see the uh the players warming up uh, we're looking at the offense right now uh in their white jerseys who's 55 in uh red that's a antonio mafi mafi uh, that's a new red new guy in new red guy new in guy red. in red okay and uh I don't know how you guys are feeling about your attendance right now, but I feel like should, I'm, should we do a little behind the scenes uh, inside I, baseball I, of I, us I, reading through the the attendance? Yeah, I'm closing in on it. Uh, <laughs> Me too. I can throw out a few here. James Robinson. Yeah, uh, not I, spotted. I do not have him. Nope. Juju Smith-Schuster. No. Do not have him. Taekwon Thornton. No. Nope. Um, I I assume Tay Hayes and Ola Kunle Fatukasi are uh, probably here, but I, I do not have. I did not have Tay Hayes. No. Neither did I. Uh, Keishon Boutte. Booty. I did not see him. I have not, I've not seen him. him. Uh, Therese Hall? So are, uh, are there any wide receivers here? <laughs> I, I, I think I did do Yeah, yeah Therese I Hall. have Therese Hall. Uh, and when you're not here, uh, uh, Gotcha and Guy. James White uh, saying hello to uh, oh. his former teammates. So I have, I I have like, Gotcha. I feel guy. like this is why, this is why Trey Nixon shines at moments like this because no one was here last year, I think, either. Right. Make the most of your opportunities. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But I think that was, you know, what we saw the last OTA mm -hmm. was was no Juju and, and no Thornton. And, you know, I think that the tight ends have kind of been, you know, the, the focal point of, of what they've been doing so far. You just you didn't see a lot of action for Booty or Douglas in that last practice. It was, you know, primarily going to the tight end. So I think that's where the intrigue of the offense is more so than I know we were all kind of excited. They took a couple six-round flyers. But I think really the – uh the interesting thing is they just they didn't they never got anything out of Johnu Smith so I, I you know it's not hard to to talk yourself into Gasicki being an up, upgrade on oh, that and, and having more production and he just looks more athletic I mean Johnu just never looked athletic more natural face to me more never natural, looked natural uh, Gasicki's a tall drink of water but he's athletic and uh, yeah you know, I think that's the interesting element that we see always, Juju we haven't seen him yet that's yeah I saw Gasicki he was down there for media day today briefly with his shirt off very oh, impressive what'd you think uh, oh Mike. how many apps. Oh. Um, I, mean, I really, don't, I really don't understand you. That's, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> no, but I mean, but he definitely looks like a big wide receiver oh, rather he, than yeah, a tight end. For sure. You know? For sure. Yeah. Like a basketball guy, maybe. You just watch yeah. him the way that they've used him in, in a few of these practices. Just looks so much more natural running routes and catching the football than Johnny ever did. And no question. Johnny is a, I think that one thing that really surprised me with him was how robotic and how much mm -hmm. he fought the football yes, at times. Yes, and, and He did fight the football. Gasicki just, I mean, they were using him, like bring him into little tight motions and then have him run routes out of stacks and bunches and things like that. Like, that's a wide receiver role. That's not a, that's not things that tight ends do. And uh, he just looks smooth, natural. I, I, I'm excited about what they're going to do with both those guys. They're, they're a little bit, they're a little similar. So I'm interested to yeah. see how that kind of works itself out. Um, neither one of them is a true hand in the dirt, yeah, that's, you know, in line tight end, and I, I don't know how well that's going to play off of each other. But that's interesting to me. Evan was um, was just that reading uh, an old quote from Bill O'Brien back in in uh, I think it was 2011 when you know things were really humming along with Gronkowski and Hernandez, and you know he just kind of gave a rudimentary description of what he's looking for, and you know he said you got to have a wide tight end who can block. Yeah, and uh, you know Hunter Henry, I think he improved last year, but I I don't think that he's 
you know, ever going to be a guy that, that really is a, a plus blocker in, in that way. So uh, I hope another area that they might need. Yeah. I kind of hope that Hunter Henry gets back to, you know, being more productive. Well, I mean, the whole offense is, as a whole in the red zone, but more productive in the red zone. I feel I like his first year, yeah. he had double-digit touchdowns. And now, you know, obviously last year as a whole they struggled there, but you know, even if he's not the best blocker, you know, he was able to secure a few touchdowns his first year. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, like everybody says, like, you know, the reason that they, they struggle sometimes on offense is lack of talent. And I mean, there's uh -huh. certainly, I think that that's true to a degree, but I think that, you know, even in 2021, they were a serviceable red zone offense. Yep. But you see last year what happens when you don't quite have the talent and you don't have the scheme anymore. You don't have the way that, you know, Josh McDaniels was mm -hmm. able to, you know, catch teams off guard or, you know, maybe spring a surprise play here or there that, you know, scored them some points in the red zone, made them a little bit more productive. They felt, you know, the worst team in the yeah, league like, last year in the red what zone. What was the percentage of touchdowns they scored from outside 20 yards? It, it was like, it was pretty high, right? That, well, that's, you know, and that goes back to the point we said earlier. You know, they would hit some big plays. They hit some plays down the field last yeah, year. Yeah. You know, Aguilar had a few. Parker had a few. But, you know, it just, it, it just wasn't. But that seems to some be of those easier for them than when they're in the red zone. Well, it's just because they could not score in the red zone at all. Yeah. Like, and, and I think the difference two years ago is they ran the ball much more effectively in the red zone. Damian Harris had 15 yep. Yep. rushing touchdowns. And I, I think largely that was missing last year. And I think the reason that was missing, the reason that they, they made so many mistakes in the red zone. How many false backwards. starts? Yeah. How many right. false starts? Yep. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, instead of second and goal from the three, it's second and goal from, from the eight. And right. you can't run anymore. Right. Like, the offense's think, worst nightmare yeah. is like first and goal. From the fifteen, right. it's like what do you, what do you do? You and know? I think that took their biggest weapon away from them in the red zone. And I'm not saying that was the the, the only cause, but I just think that was a big part of it. Yeah, the, the amount of penalties they had in the red zone last year. Yeah, was it, in, in yep. sacks. You know, they, yeah. they would take a sack or something. Negative plays in negative the red plays. zone kill you. Negative and I think plays. a lot of coaches would say that they would either rather just skip the red zone or or get it inside the five. Like being from like the six to the nineteen is where you don't want to be because. It's so compact in there to pass the ball, and in the, if you're not going to be a great power run team, then what are you really going to do down there in that yeah. area of the field? So, And I don't think they ran the ball in general last year as well as they did the year before. No, mm -hmm. they did not. Uh, I mean, uh, Ramondre, any, any part of Ramondre did, but all he, by himself. Yeah. All by yeah. himself. Yeah, he yeah, was exactly. yeah, doing it on his own. And, you know, back to Paul's point with the mistakes, you know, that's been kind of the story of the Patriots the last couple years, maybe three years, is, mistakes that other teams used to make you know but now the patriots are making them and that's something they need to clean up and you hope that bill o'brien coming here will you know have a hand in you know cleaning up those those mental errors that they've been having over the last couple of years i feel like there were not only mental errors on offense though they were also on special teams which is kind of oh, weird, yeah. especially last year yeah that's a good point you know special teams there you know uh brendan schooler who we all love mm -hmm. but you know He'd make as many bonehead plays as he would great plays, you know? Mm -hmm. you got to clean that up. Um, you know, you're not that good where you can afford those. You know, you can't overcome them as easily as you used to. So, yeah. see Mac Jones out there. I don't know what he's actually doing, but uh, he's running. He's doing like a little I was kind of a move. That's something, oh. A Taylor Swift move, maybe. Yeah. So, no James Robinson. Yeah. That I have seen. I have not seen him. And I got to be honest. I look. I it's it's OTAs. There's no prads and whatever. The, all the caveats. But I didn't really think that he had much juice out here. The last couple practices that we've seen, and now he's not out here at all. 
uh, in this practice. I mean, yep. yeah. at what point do we start talking about that Achilles and, and maybe that it never came back for James Robinson? Because it yeah. certainly didn't look like it came back last year, Unfortun- uh, to be honest. Unfortunately, so. during these practices, the teams are not required to you know put out injury reports. Sometimes it leaks out through the agent or, or whatever. But So you, you just never know why a guy isn't at practice. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I also should say there's uh, reports going around right now, too, that they are re-signing Justice Tavai. So Jelani Tavai's brother, because they cut him two weeks ago. Now he's back. So undrafted rookie. Uh, kind of funny, too, because we talked to Tavai on Friday. And, oh, what was it like for your brother? Oh, it was awesome. What's next for him? I don't know. So here we are Monday. He's back mm-hmm. on the team. So it's weird. <laughs> there you go. That happens a lot in the offseason. Guys come yeah. and go. They tell you, you know, don't pack your bags. Just... But that, it, it, I mean, assuming, you know, nothing's happening with, with James Robinson or anybody, that, that would put them at 90 players back officially. 90, yep. uh, so, you know, a little bit of a grain of salt with the DJ Fluker stuff. Not like, you know, all right, we're going to get him in right away kind of thing. Yeah. Or DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. We should, Who? We should mention <laughs> Hopkins a little bit. Um I do, I do think it's kind of interesting that Bill confirmed that he has been in communication with him. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, it was reported that he's going to be coming for a tryout or workout this week. And, uh, you know, Evan, I was listening to you and Alex on the Catch-22 on Friday. Thank you. Thank and you, you brought up, you know, the three boxes that got checked for the Patriots according to what Hopkins stressed you know, was important for him. And yes. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you go over that? Again? Well, I mean, there, look, there's three boxes that he said publicly, and there's obviously the fourth box that we can all connect the dots on, which is money. Yeah. But besides, he's not going to come out and say I, oh, that side of it necessarily. But I think the three things that he said that were important, one, uh, that he wants a stable management. He, he's been through a lot of different regimes in his career, and he's looking for a team that has a, a top-to-bottom stable upstairs, as he put it. And I, I think the Patriots clearly checked that box. And the, the second one was a quarterback that loves the game. Not right. he, and he, he really went into more detail into it in a longer answer, but he said that he doesn't need a, an elite quarterback. You know, he's done it with the TJ Yates and the Matt Schaubs and the, uh, you know, those types of guys. So he doesn't necessarily feel like he needs to play with Patrick Mahomes uh, to produce. But he wants a quarterback that is a football junkie, is a guy that's going to be here at 6 a.m. and and put in the work and and, yep. do, and do all those things behind the scenes. And I, as much as you could say that you don't believe in Mac Jones or you don't think he's the guy or whatever, I, I don't think his work ethic or his love for the game has ever been in question. So right. I, I feel like that's something that, that he checks as well. And then the last thing was great defense. He feels like uh, defense wins championships is what he said. And uh, he wants to go to a team that has a – a great defense, and I think for maybe more reading between the lines here, uh, just a team that has three phases that are all pulling the rope at the same time. I think throughout his career, it's kind of been up and down, especially in Arizona. It was like the offense was good for a while. The defense wasn't as good, and you go back and forth with that. So I, I think the Patriots check all three of those boxes, and now it just comes down to money and contract, and are they yeah. willing to meet his demands in that department? But yep. in terms of what he's looking for for his next team, I, I think that kind of describes the Patriots, I, I, honestly. I, honestly, I, I agree, and it's almost like he scripted it just so, you know, in case the Patriots were listening, hey, I'm interested in, uh, you know. Well, I, I, I want to highlight, i got to do the Paul thing and, and highlight a Mike Reese thing. Um but, you know, Reese highlighting doesn't like to practice. I thought that that was interesting uh, this weekend. You know, just that's something that 
I don't know. Everything Evan said is right. And there isn't really a reason to say why not. And I thought Reese, of all people, was the only one to really kind of throw a little bit of cold water on it of the idea of why the Patriots may not want to make the move. Well, and also why why any team hasn't jumped. You know, like they could have traded for him before he was released as as well. And no team has jumped. And so, you know, that could be one of the reasons um, that I think uh, that was more contract related. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he was due that $19 million that nobody wanted to pay, but. I love Reese, legend. I hate the practice thing. I, I, I'm not paying DeAndre Hopkins to practice. I'm sorry. Like, well, no, this, is, but, this is an Allen Iverson I, moment yeah, for me. It's like, I don't want a guy coming in who's going to be making a lot of money, I, who's going to be like that. And I'll bet you if he did come, he wouldn't be like that. No, I don't think he would be at all. Yeah. But my, gener- my overall point to that is, A, I, I agree with you, Fred, 100%, that I think he would be bought into the program at least for this year right. if you want to talk about what it's like two or three years down the line if you sign him out that long then that's a different story but i think for this year he'd be invested and he'd be here but at the end of the day you're paying players like deandre hopkins for sunday you're not mm-hmm. paying players for deandre hopkins for monday through saturday and, and he'll put in the work and be ready to play on sunday even if he's not practicing at the same level yeah. that you know Demario Douglas is practicing at or or whatever. I mean, we talked about it on Thursday's Patriots Unfiltered show. You know, when they traded for Randy Moss in in '07, the word out of Oakland or L.A. was I forget which where they were at the time. Oakland, Oakland. Um, that you know he he might have been dogging it. That that word was used, but he got here and he was an he was a good teammate. He was a good practice player, although he didn't practice much in training camp. Got hurt, but. Um, there was no problems there, and and I think that uh, you know, you bring in Hopkins, and at least for the first year, he'll he'll you know make an effort to be bought in. I also think people are are different everywhere they go. Like there are some people that might be a certain way at one team, and they're totally different at yeah this team. They start um, to get sick of it. They yeah. start to dig their heels yep. in, you know, and and uh, that it happens, especially with wide receivers. You know, the divas of the NFL. Uh, but listen, I'm I'm all for signing him. I you know, give, I, I'm I I want to sign him. I'm I'm all for it too. I think I mean my point in bringing it up wasn't that I think he doesn't want to practice. I just think that it seems like somebody maybe wants it out there that he doesn't want to practice. to talk about what we would we we, we would prefer, yeah. I think is irrelevant. I think when that stuff gets gets written like that, I I think there's a reason it's written like that. Oh, totally. I, I'm, I'm sort of not I'm not anticipating it right now. I was much more uh, optimistic, I think, on Friday. Uh, I, I, I wonder, I, I kind of thought, I kind of went into the weekend thinking that we might get some news that, oh, the Patriots actually swooped in, they talked to him, and they're going to sign him. They're not waiting for him to go to Nashville and, and talk to Mike Vrabel and the Titans, which I think is happening today. Right. Yep. Um, I, I thought there was a chance that you might hear the Patriots reach an agreement with him over the weekend. So instead of seeing that why did news. You, why did you think that? Because I thought, why would you put it out there that you're going to meet with a guy after he meets with another team? I thought that was odd. And, um, and now, in the meantime, you're, now you're, we get we get a. You're assuming a, you're assuming that the Patriots put it out there, but they certainly weren't unhappy with it. Other coach would have not not commented on it today. They weren't happy with it. But anyway, no, no, I think they were happy with it. Yeah, based based on him addressing it today. I, yeah. Maybe like, maybe because he had to, but um, I've I've seen Bill many times say we don't comment on guys that aren't on our roster. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a blanket statement that he uses for pretty much all. Yeah, uh, I I think that you know I think uh, Hopkins went to the trouble of actually getting himself an agent, so I think he probably thinks 
you know, I, I owe the, the agent and myself yeah. the chance to see, you know, go to the teams and not get signed early. You know, um, the Patriots, yeah. he hasn't been here yet. This is the first time that he's a unrestricted free agent in his career. Right. Because yeah. he was traded from Houston to Arizona. So right. he's never been a UFA officially. So I honestly think that, in, plus just knowing a little bit about his personality, he, he might like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that these teams are going to, yeah. you know, he, he took an Instagram. He had yeah. absolutely and, uh, no interest at all and all of a sudden two teams in 24 hours are meeting mm -hmm. with him i absolutely agree with evan yeah i think he loves it i he posted on instagram last night that he was in nashville and he's in this like decked out sprinter van yeah. and yeah. Yeah. like the country music yeah, Awards yeah. Or something yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah. And, it, and it says like welcome to uh you know nashville deandre hopkins and it's there's a photoshop <laughs> of deandre hopkins in a titans jersey in the van is and the street team uh, minivan available fred we could right. maybe we bomb could up there the counter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh somebody yeah somebody made the joke that that bill will send a cab yeah we'll, you know we'll, to, to load yeah, it. <laughs> right. pick him up in a prius right. yeah. stop at the 99 yeah. Yeah. yeah but uh <laughs> it's funny no disrespect to the priuses <laughs> it's just i i do think that there is a little bit of that going on that he wants to be wooed he wants to be wined and dined yeah. i don't think that that he is looking to just uh, to just make this decision quickly, and I also think that this prolongs it past the off-season program, which is not a mistake. I don't think he has any desire whatsoever to to be out there at these practices right now. So can I, can I just say something? I just real quick, like what's going? Like, it just cracks me up that we like wait for mini camp. It's mandatory mini camp. Everybody's got to be here, and they spend like the first ten minutes like running with rubber bands and pulling <laughs> weights. Like it's like nothing that like is of any interest really. <laughs> like just nope. to kick things off. But I told you here we go. The same as OT. <laughs> he, I mean, Paul. Yeah, Bill said that this morning. Let me live the lie, and every year it will be reconfirmed but for me. to your point, is that why people <laughs> are, you know, going away from it or not keeping all three days? It could be. You know, we've got enough done during OTAs. We don't really need to extend it. I um, mean, I mean, realistically, you have one guy here, Matthew Judon, and otherwise it's it's the same group. You know, like that's really the only difference, at least as far as, like, What's going on is that Judon is here. You know, or, you know, it could be like, hey, we had great attendance during OTA. There's no reason to have these mandatory minicamps. Mm -hmm. Now, we say teams going away for it. How many teams are actually, you know, canceling minicamp? Han uh, a handful. Five or well, six a handful. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. Yeah. It's more than in the past. And I, I don't remember anybody doing it in the past. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and now I think you also see teams you know eliminating a day here or there you know the Patriots have done that many times sure uh, in in the recent past they did it last year um, yep so we'll see if we end up doing Monday Tuesday Wednesday I mean that's what the schedule is as of now yep right we'll see if that ends up holding well if they're working hard here today then maybe they'll they'll cancel it with well, the, uh, the sprints reading between the lines it seemed like they're gonna practice all three days yeah I think just because they lost those two days of OTAs I'm thinking that they might do all three days I, yeah I think so too I think so too was there something at the press conference that you're he, reading between the lines? Yeah, he, he said we'll see, but it, it, it sounded like they had some work to do, and it, I'd be pretty surprised uh, kind of along with Tamara was saying, you know, you get those two practices taken away. So maybe if, if they had the full OTA slate, they, they might take one away, but... I mean, maybe I'm old school, but I think they need it. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. You're not old you know, school. I, I, just I, I, like, I think it's 100%. Three practices, get the team together a month, you yeah. know, six weeks before training camp opens. It's the last hurrah. Everybody's going to get a vacation. You get your break after this. You know, this is, this is a team that missed the playoffs last year. They're, you know, they got a new offensive coordinator. They got a lot of young pieces that they would love to, you know, assimilate on the defensive side of the ball, it seems like, most immediately. So, 
I just, you know, from a team building perspective, from getting everybody ready for training camp, I, I think you got to keep them. And I, I don't like, yeah. you know, what, what, what's the media reaction going to be around here if they cancel Wednesday? I mean, they're going to get well, killed well, for they it. They don't care about that, yeah. but <laughs> you know. Well, I think that the, you know, the talk show folks would would use it as an opportunity. Like, oh, all right, oh, no, we're, we're good, we're good. Yeah, we're all that. set. We're all the set. The media will do that, but Bill yeah. doesn't care what the media. Oh yeah. Does, but in that, in that regard. Yeah. Like my my shows, yeah, yeah, my yeah, shows. Paul's shows. Yeah, yeah. My shows will have a. Paul's field. shows will definitely. Right, do that's. I mean, but that, they're going to do it anyway. Stuff. No, we're good. Right. We're good. We if got if they practice on Wednesday, they're going to say, <laughs> obviously, they knew they were way further behind than they were last year. Right, right. They did all three right. days. Right, right. right. That's right. just right. the nature yeah. of my shows, Mike. Eight five five Pat's five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. <laughs> uh, you can call the show just like you would any unfiltered show. Um, let's go to Christian in L.A. What's up, Christian? Hey, you guys. Good morning and happy Monday. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, we can. It's all right. Yep. Okay, great. So three, three quick questions. One, with the stable of backs that we have and the guys we have up front, what do each of you guys think would be the most potentially productive running team? You know, a wide, you know, a wide out, a wide running team, uh, the different ones that we tried to pull last year. But yeah, what the it, of, whatever they did last year, don't do that. Okay, I'll keep don't going. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think is, is Mac Jones' best throw? If he throw the end well, the post well, what is his best throw? And then question number three, if he hops, if he come here, and I hope to all God that he does, and don't let him out the building, if <laughs> get him here. And I agree, it was kind of weird that after hearing the Titans say that they're, they're going to see him, for us to announce it, wouldn't that just motivate the Titans not to let him out of the building if they really want him? Um, but, but anyway... Okay. Starting DeAndre Hopkins, what stat lines do you guys um, think would make a successful signing in season? Thanks, guys. I'll pick it up the air. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Mm. for your fantasy football team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just for the record, we didn't. The Patriots didn't announce that DeAndre Hopkins is coming for right, a visit. Right. I, 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 I feel, I feel that is. Uh, <laughs> Ian Rappaport did. Ian Rappaport anna- reported it, mm-hmm. but there was no formal team announcement that yep. DeAndre Hopkins is coming for a visit. I just wanted to. Correct. That was not what you wrote. Um, no. So Hopkins, uh, stat uh, line that you you say, okay, that's that's a good season. I mean, I mean it's got to be north of eighty catches. Yeah. I mean, I would say no question. Yeah, clear if cut number one guy. Does yeah. he become the w- first wide receiver for this team? Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, like he will be the day if he signed, but. Does he live up to those expectations? He and better. if he does, that's a, that's a success. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm not. I'm not as to what running scheme. I have no idea. I couldn't. The best even throw for Mac Jones is a great question too. Yeah. I, I want to say maybe a slant. Uh, but I mean, I, I think anything. I don't know. He hits I think a, d- a deeper throw like with a flag some, with some like touch under it. You know, like yeah. I, I, I think I, I, I think he throws a good touch on. The, so on the I, I don't think he drives the ball down the field very well on a, on a straight no, line. But he does have good nice touch. touch. I think he throws right. a pretty deep ball. Yeah. Like when he's able to get air under it and and drop it in the bucket, whether it's like a deep cross or even just a ver- a, a go ball. Yeah, more so than the goes, I like the crossers. Yeah, like the deep the I deep mean, that's, crossers. That's like one of those you know Hunter Henry those couple yeah, ones. Yeah. You know, well, not James the same, White. No, not not the no ball. It's got to have some air under it. Not the same. Has a little bit of touch, but the deep cross. Is, is what he made a killing on at Alabama. I mean, he just those fast receivers just running in straight lines across the field, and him just throwing it those pillowy touch passes, uh, you know, drop it in the bucket style. I think that that's probably his best throw. Yeah, but you know, one of the things that Mac has had trouble with is that down the seam throw. He, he yeah. Just, 
doesn't always see where the coverage is coming from. And in practice, you know, he's been picked off several times with, with that particular throw. So he's got to clean that up. Yeah, now he did connect with, uh, as I just, my Peter Brady voice there. Uh, he did connect with Hunter Henry. He did. Yeah. On one. Now, I, Friday. I do think that was one that Fred's talking about, where the defense sort of was there and stopped. I think it was Miles Bryant clearly was in position to make a play on that uh, and, and pulled up and stopped uh, to avoid contact. So I, I think that's something that you know, I know Bill O'Brien wants that. He wants that in, in, as, oh, Evan, yeah. I like to use your phrase, in his bag. Uh, he, he wants that as part of his, uh, as part of his, his, uh, his attack. So I, I'd be curious to see if they continue working on that and if, if Mac Jones improves on it. That's really the vertical element of a Bill O'Brien offense. You know, he's not a big isolation go ball type of guy because it's a low efficiency throw. So a, a big part of the vertical element of this offense is going to be up the seams. And if they want to hit some of that underneath stuff and layer it, they're going to have to make the seam a threat. Otherwise, why would any safety worry about the tight end up the seam? And then he's going to be all over the underneath throw. Well, so you, it's, you it's want a to own the of middle it. of the field, you know, whether you're defense or offense, you know, the, that's uh, if you if you can if you own that middle of the field, you've got a lot of options, a lot of options. See Zappy and got a lot of options. Lot Mac of options. Jones, Mc, who's that? Nineteen is uh, Trace McSorley. McSorley. Yeah, it's like we're slowly easing into a little bit more football esque activities. Where's yeah. Where's your guy, Deuce Malik Cunningham? Where is Malik Cunningham? That's a good. That, he's over there with the receivers. That's Deuce's guy. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. But I'm gonna adopt him uh, happily. <laughs> I can't put the, the Who was that? <laughs> Malik? Malik Cunningham. The oh. Keishon Butte uh, hype train is uh, at a screeching halt yeah. at the moment. How do you I, – well, I, and Evan, I was thinking about that a little bit, and I just – I do wonder with his ankle, you know, if some of these guys weren't practicing in OTAs with a red jersey on, but they were, you know, maybe less than 100%. I, I'm not sure if Cody Davis is, is still out here, but he's one guy that – Seemed like he would warm up in OTAs and leave. So I just, yeah. I wonder if guy like Booty is maybe. But I thought Booty started the OTAs yeah, normal did. and then sort of went to a lesser prominent role as they went on. Yeah. I'm beginning to have even less, less than zero expectations for, for Booty doing anything yeah. for this team. I, I just, what are your, based off of everything we have to go off of right now, which is not very much, I no, admit. I agree. The yeah. second practice where nobody was here, there was right. no veteran right. receivers here. Like, can you make one play that that I can highlight and say, oh, you know, nice catch by Keishon Booty here or whatever. I mean, Raleigh Webb is making plays. I could, point, I could point to Ed Lee. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Ed Lee you and know, Raleigh Webb, they were, those were the two. What are your expectations for Ty, Ty Montgomery being available this year? Ah, well, I expect he's going to be available for every game. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> available. Uh, but I think if he's, yeah. if he's healthy, I think he's. I think he's going to be a key piece. I think they're going to. He's going to be a rotational piece that gets plenty of touches this year. It, but if he stays healthy, that's the thing. You know, I, I mean, I thought he looked really good last year in camp, and he did. You know, at least just as, as part of to help Ramondre not have to do mm -hmm. everything. He's um, he's the best pass catching back that they have currently on the team. I think. I mean. <laughs> He's just reliable. Yeah. Like, he just is in the spot that he's supposed to be yeah, in. Yeah, there you go. He's going right now. It, it's a little yeah. bit – I think he's more versatile, too, than, like, a Brandon Bolden or somebody like that. You know, I, I hate comparing he's got a anybody little pop to, him. to James White. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of other guys to compare him to. But he's he's just seems very steady, reliable, good hands in the right spots. I'm not sure he's going to create very many explosive plays. But I think he's going to – 
be that safety valve of when the quarterback is looking to dump the pass off, it, he's going to be in the spot they expect him to be in. Good well, look of I, Bill O'Brien conducting things out there, and he was actually moving his arms like a conductor, <laughs> and uh, so was Mac. It was weird. I don't know what that means, but um, uh, they looked like conductors De- out there. Deuce, he brought up a good point with, like, you know, he could be a help for Ramondre Stevenson, especially with Damian Harris gone. I'm just wondering – like why they would sign a guy like James Robinson when you already have a guy who's kind of dealing, coming out yeah. of an injury. Um, I was hoping to get, you know, someone healthy and explosive that can actually help Ramondre, not someone who's going to be yeah. coming off an injury and, and well, might well, be good. I mean, well, that should be, be the guys from Kevin last Harris. year. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, that's those. that's why you draft those guys, right, yeah. is to have them take over. And I will say Kevin Harris has looked okay. I agree. I, yeah. think, I mean, I've seen a couple of little uh, glimpses of him. Yeah. That, uh, would Maybe a little bit more than Pierre Strong yeah. at this point. But he had that little swing pass yep. on Friday. I mean, that's a house yep. coming at you. And when, when he gets <laughs> up to top speed, and that was his game and he made, in college. Yeah, he did. Uh, Evan's right. I mean, for a bigger back, he had some big plays at South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, he just carries guys. You and know, that's he, not exactly a conference that gives up a lot of big, big mm-hmm. runs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's an under the radar kind of guy. Evan, I'm going to tee you up, though, because uh, sure. I think you talked about Booty kind of falling, you know, based on limited information from OTAs. But it seems like our boy Mapu uh, is consi- oh continuing to get some attention at least you know what i noticed from some of the early reps it's just it just seems like he continues to kind of be around with with the top dogs i yeah uh, it's been a long time since i i've been this excited about a guy on the defensive side of the ball <laughs> like offense is usually more my thing and a uh, defensively it just seems like he has the skills and the instincts and the body type to give them exactly what they've been missing at the second level of that defense somebody that is a true sideline to sideline player and maybe he plays a little bit of role uh, spying quarterbacks when they do play those more mobile guys but uh, you can just see the instincts you know the pick that he had in practice on Friday where uh, he, he just jumps the route you know he just knows what he's looking at and, and he knows how to how to really explode out of his stance and make plays and I'm really looking forward to seeing him him hit some people once the pads come on and once we get into <laughs> preseason week, week one right oh yeah <laughs> so as you can see uh, we had to turn our cameras inward um, the video portion of the show is over uh, so now our listeners are more reliant on us than ever <laughs> we're, we're now their eyes and ears uh, about what we see out there. So now you're going to get some seven-on-seven. Seven <laughs> yeah. So now we're going to get the good stuff. Uh, we see Mac closest to us, seven-on-seven. Seven. Jonathan Jones, Christian Gonzalez. Yep. Yeah. How was Gonzalez looked to you guys? Athletic. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, nothing hasn't really made a, you know, a splash no. play or anything like that. Like, you know, Mapu had the interception. So, um, nothing that really a wow moment. But, but, you know, he comes as advertised. You knew he was – Super athletic and, and looks like he can run and drop his hips and change directions really quick. And, yeah. you know, for those keeping track, Mac is one for one. Oh, now. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder how much with Gonzalez right now he's just kind of trying to get a feel for everything mm-hmm. and the speed of the game and, and what his role is going to be and all that type of stuff. Because I, I see him out there almost thinking the rep through more than actually going out there and, and flying around. So I, I wonder how much that we'll see that more in, in training camp where he really starts to be able to play free. Yeah, I feel like right now he's definitely a sponge more than anything. And I, from all the press conferences that we've listened to, just he's been asking a lot of questions. I think, you know, out out here on the field, obviously, and in, in the classroom as well. And so I think that, to your point, Evan, that's probably exactly what, what you're seeing. Yeah, we talked a little bit about Mapu with uh, Evan's uh, newfound crush. Cool. And, 
uh, I thought it was interesting. Like the first day that we got to watch when they did this drill right here, the seven on sevens that we're watching, it was Juwan Bentley with Mapu mm. uh, as the linebackers. Since then, we've seen more of Mapu as a safety. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and right now it's Mac Wilson um, yeah. inside with, with Bentley. You haven't seen a ton of Wilson um, in the last year during the season we did. We saw him in that kind of a role. Um, so I wonder if they're still uh, mixing and matching with sure. Mapu or yeah. if they're deciding that we like him on the back end more. <laughs> that, you know, when Evan talked about that Don't play like he made, <laughs> that play he made in the passing game on Friday, that was as a safety that he jumped that slant um, and, and took it for a would-be touchdown. So, yeah, I think there's uh, two ways. Evan, you'd rather see him closer to the line, I assume? Absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 I want agree. I want to see him playing in the box like the Bills – you know, use a Matt Milano or you've seen Deion Jones in the past. Like that's what the defense is missing. They got they got safeties that that fit that that archetype up the wazoo. I mean, Kyle Duggar, Adrian <laughs> Phillips, Jabril Peppers, Joshua Blitz. Like how many more of these like 220, 215 pound safeties do you really need? So I would much rather see him play at linebacker next to Bentley. You got the hammer in Bentley. Now you got a guy that can go sideline to sideline and chase people down. It just seems like they would fit really well next to each other. Well, Evan, you know, I know you say, like, how many do they really need? But you've seen how fast the, these guys drop like flies, like, especially, you know, halfway through the season. So it's kind of nice to, ha- to have a guy who, if you need him to, he can fill in those gaps. Yeah, and I wonder if that's sort of where we're at right now is just having him learn both positions yep. so that in case he does have to fill in for somebody at safety, then he has that ability to do it. I, I just – I think defensively they get so much better – if he's an impact player at the second level and playing in the box, uh, then on the back end, I, I you just look at guys like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Dak. I mean, their their schedule is filled. Patrick Mahomes with with guys that can move and that are athletic. And if they're going to be able to put up a fight defensively against those guys, uh, they're going to need somebody like Mapu to step in and, and shadow some of these quarterbacks. Well, we're about to get a look here because it looks like Mapu might be going in a, a linebacker perhaps. Thank you. Thank uh, you. For <laughs> this seven-on-seven seven period. So um, maybe, maybe. And don't don't go any further no. back. Okay. Stay right, Stop. Stay right Stop. there. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. inside. He's going to yep. be inside with Tavai, it looks like. Yep. yep. This I like. So no Judon in these drills. Oh, Bailey Zappi, the quarterback. Interesting to have Pierre Strong and Ty Montgomery out there. Pony package. Unless you count, unless you count Ty Montgomery as a receiver, and then it's just regular. Bill Belichick taking an interest in this particular drill. Yeah, yeah Montgomery's definitely a receiver in this drill. Don't have any other receivers. Playing in the right. slot. I, I mean, I wonder, too, though, how much, I mean, I, I, you know, my big drama I beat a lot this uh, offseason was trying to get quicker, get some inside quickness for the offense, and I wonder if that's kind of a way to try to manufacture some with Montgomery in that spot. He seems kind of like that, that kind of player. That play by Mapu there, though, is exactly why I want him at linebacker. They just dump it off to Ferkster in the, in the flat, and, and he's got that ability to play that that underneath zone and close on those and those in the past sometimes for the Patriots that's like seven eight yards if that becomes three yards you know that's a very big difference uh, when you're talking about early down defense so is, can we look at Mac right now like that like this is what I think Greg Pass Bedard break. talks about a little bit where you know he kind of is just standing by himself at the 25 yard line looks like he's going through some stuff I mean he's breathing know, nothing wrong with it I just you know it's just interesting the way uh he's kind of going about things standing by himself 
Looks but like he's, he's definitely doing it. something. He's yeah. going oh, yeah. through some type no, of progression. Mental yeah. repping right now for yeah. sure. I mean, I wonder if he's getting the call. He's hearing the call into Zappi, yeah. and then he's imagining you know, what he's doing. But he's not even watching uh, them go. Right. But well, just interesting. It's an interesting question to ask him. Like, we're talking to him after practice today. Yeah. Not to make it into what, what Paul's shows makes it into, <laughs> but just what, what are you? Like, clearly he's doing something yeah. mentally going through the rep right now. So what is it? What, what are you doing? You know, yeah. I think that would help people understand why he's. I'm just trying to watch him in conjunction with Zappy. If he's doesn't really seem like they're on the same schedule, though. So, so I always like to watch some of the, the personnel groupings. And is that 39, Rodney Randall? It is. Uh, that's, yeah. That just so got torched. I, yeah. <laughs> um, he made a play about two plays earlier than that. Uh, but I just find it interesting. You know, sometimes you, you like to pick out the guy. You know what? It's like one of these things doesn't belong. Yep. You know, one of these things surprises you a little bit. I don't know a whole lot about Rodney Randall. Yeah. Um, and you see him out there with the second group that, you know, includes some guys, you know, like Jack Jones and Jabril Peppers. Um, so it's not like he's out there with all of the opportunity guys it's guys that are going to be playing a role in the defense yeah maybe they're giving him a little bit of a look here all right um talking to downstairs do we have time for a break here do we have uh That'd be wonderful friend okay why don't we take a break um while they uh do some special teams work and uh <laughs> we'll be right back after that verizon the network america relies on and the official 5g network of the new england patriots Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Bass Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Mia's Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. 
There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week week only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Live from Patriots Minicamp, this is Patriots Unfiltered. All right, we're back here live high above the Patriots practice field at mandatory minicamp. And uh, while we're away, they got back into seven on seven. And Mac had a nice play to Hunter Henry downfield. Yeah, that's exactly the pass that Evan was talking about that he felt uh, is the best ball that Mac throws. And, and I would agree, when he has that layer and he's able to put a little touch on it, uh, I think that's uh, generally a pass that he throws with a lot of accuracy. And, and it was kind of a deep yeah. know, deep cross out uh, toward the sideline over, over the linebackers in front of the defensive backs. W- would have been a nice game. And then he just followed it up with one with a little more zip on it yep. um, to – was that one Ferkser? I know that was Kasiki. So they, they just ran like a levels like yeah. Hunter Henry at the first level, Kasiki at the second level, which I can tell you in 2011 was a play they probably ran a thousand times with you know who and Gronk. So uh, that that would that, be Aaron Hernandez. That's a Bill O'Brien. <laughs> I let you say those names. Uh, that's a that's a Bill O'Brien uh, special right there. there uh, so these tight ends, though, Paul, we were talking about it in the break. I mean. I, I how many I passes are these guys going to catch? A lot of action, Mike. Yeah, yeah, like they're going to catch a ton of passes. Yeah. These two guys and Mapu back at safety now. They're a little cover two looks. So yeah, I don't he's like He's all that. over the place. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, is it? I, I don't know. I mean, White has. We talked about Keon White. You know, getting some looks at, at outside linebacker, but he's kind of stayed in one spot. I mean, Mapu is the only guy that has been taking reps at multiple different spots. I think so that's far. the part that's so encouraging because you don't want to get too overzealous about the actual you know results on the field this time of year but they clearly trust him to start doing all these different things and and do use him in different spots and that tells you that they have a plan to play him uh, quite a bit you know if they're they're thinking of rookie bring him along slowly red shirt that type of thing then he's not going to be out there with all these reps yeah yeah well it's i mean it's bill said last week taking you know trying to drink from the fire hose i mean i guess he's uh He's able to do it. I mean, it's more like a garden hose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is it. very interesting, though. Once again, you know, now Zappy's back in, and Max way behind the play with his back to it, just going through those reps. Um, so it's, it, uh, you know, you should ask him, like, what are you doing? Yeah. At that point, I saw Bill O'Brien talking to him when he came off the mm. field, going over some things. If and Jack, it, Jack it, Jones just yeah. stays off Twitter. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be a player for this team this year. I think there are a few people like that, Evan. <laughs> yeah, there are a few people. <laughs> he's had a you know after what happened down the stretch last year. I just yeah. slog off, slog off. 
It's like one of those guys who just needs a, 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 a camp where you're out there every day. You're, you know, there's no issues. It's just consistency. You know, so many of those guys, it's usually the rookies, but for him, the way that year ended, just to come out and be out here consistently, I think that's that can put the last year behind him, you know? See, you can, e you can email the show at webradio at pages.com. Jack in Ann Arbor says, for the love of God, after going through an entire last year without reliable production at left tackle, now Trent Brown is injured and it's only minicamp? We don't know he's injured. I mean, yeah, we don't know if we he's don't know injured, if he's injured or, or what. We just know he's not here, but we don't know why. So, But there's got to be a reason because this is mandatory minicamp. So there there's has a, there's to be a, a reason. There's a story there somewhere, wh wh whatever it is, if it's excused or not excused, whether he's hurt, whether he wants more money. Oh, Ooh. nice throw. That's a good look. There has to be a reason, and it could be a good reason. You know, so let's not try. I mean, it's, it's funny. We talk about Booty not doing anything. I mean, Malik Cunningham, Ed Lee, these guys, these guys are doing more. This is my point. Has, like, I know? haven't seen anything from the two sixth-round picks, yeah. but I've seen those guys, Cunningham a little bit less, but Ed Lee a little bit, Raleigh Webb a little bit. They show up every once in yeah. a while. Yeah. 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 Just To be fair, that was a terrific read by Bailey Zappi. I mean, uh, just I threw it to the spot. Yeah, he came <laughs> zooming in. That, yeah. that, you know, they they covered the underneath with, with the underneath shallow, and he just knew that that was going to be there. He let it go maybe a step or two early and hit him right on the numbers. I mean, that those are the types of throws that, that Bailey does make, I think, a little bit more consistently. Uh, those anticipatory throws where he trusts it a little bit more. Uh, you just notice that I, a little bit from him, I, I would say, more than Mac sometimes. Well, that's, that's a big... That's a big thing. If you know you trust, trust the play, trust the receiver. Uh, you have to do that in the NFL. They, the windows are Wait, just is so that small. Devin making an appearance. Yeah, him, I think James White's here, so I wouldn't be surprised if Devin's oh. also here. Oh yeah, there he is. I no, wait, that's actually that's Jason. That's I Jason. I can't see. Y do you have binoculars? Where is yeah. he on the defense? No, right here. He's walking right, right here on the yeah, back right line of the end zone. It's Jason McCourty. Uh, you can tell the uh, way you walk. How can you tell? That is uh, our retirement house star. <laughs> oh my That's Devin. That's definitely yeah. Devin. <laughs> also, um, <laughs> when he came out to practice the last time, I was like, excuse me, sir, you don't have a credential. You can't be here. You can't be here. Oh, he's got to be living can't the stay life. Away. <laughs> can't stay I away. I got to say, this is my, my thing. I, I bet you McCordy right now is probably still pretty happy he's not doing this, but I think when late July rolls around and those early training camp practices, I think that's when. Paul, when you retired from Everett, did you still go back to practices and stuff? No. no. I haven't been back since. <laughs> the, not even for the statue or the induction? or No. no? Uh-oh. Yeah, I figured Paul would be back. He can't. He gets mobbed. I mean, it's that's just, you know, true. it's like celebrity. He doesn't want to be a distraction like to the young kids. Everett's Especially own. Especially the quarterbacks. Yeah. It's like top five Everett celebrities. Brian Kelly. That is really not true. <laughs> Paul Perella. <laughs> I, well, so I, I, I think I've said this on a podcast in the, in, in the past. It's not like Everett Sharon. <laughs> and there's only like three or four people. So it was unnecessary. But in all seriousness, Paul, uh, we've been going to De Blasi's a lot. And Have uh, you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. Is it still good? Of course. Yeah. And I, there's a wall of, of fame of, of you know, not Wiggy's that. up there. And I, I'm, I'm like, there's first no Paul? No. What do you mean no? I'm, yeah, not, we gotta on, get, I'm, we no, gotta I'm not on that. Not even we for gotta, like he ate the 96 or at some point or anything <laughs> we, like we that. We got to get your picture up on that <laughs> wall. Uh, we got some wind going. I, this punt, the punt, uh, they're in special teams right now, and uh, punt got blown right off the field. Yeah, that was not a good kick by uh, Corliss Waitman. Yeah. Got hung up. I have to ask Alex what the hang time was on that one. He's got his. 
Um, and Bill, and um, Joe Judge is continues to be very vocal with special teams, and it seems that at least this part of the uh, OTAs that's <laughs> been his role. I'm gonna tell you, if I yeah. was a, if I was an idiot who didn't never watch this team, just said I would say he's the special teams coach and yep. Cammy Cordes oh. is assistant. Oh, that's no Absolutely. question. Yeah. Somehow came out with a promotion. <laughs> so, Fred, yes. a report came out that it Lawrence Guy is allegedly not here because of the baby. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. That's what I told everyone. It's believed yes. to be contract related. Allegedly. Wait, wait, wait. wait. wait, wait oh, you say it's not what? because it's of the baby. It's not because of the baby. Oh. Contract related? Contract related. For the baby? Raise? The baby has a contract? <laughs> so he just signed For holding like the B-gap? What? Is that the all-time record? Is that the all-time record for a hold? Oh, man. You want to raise <laughs> for two-gapping on the defensive line. That's, I mean, and, and also put, sorry. It, put it in context, sorry. though. I mean, what he's, I think he signed a four-year deal two, two years ago. I mean, he just signed a long-term. I mean, it wasn't a lot of money, but... But how do you renegotiate at this point when you're kind of, what is he, like 32, 33? If, if anything, he's getting overpaid. End. Right. Wow. I, I am just reading the Sorry. report. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe who, did that, who did that come maybe from? Maybe he yeah. sees with Mike another Reese. guy that two gaps. Oh, it came from Reese? Mike Reese. Okay. Maybe he sees with another guy who two gaps for a living got last year. As long as it wasn't like, you know, Patriots no, country. No, Mike, Mike Reese. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we should mention, though, uh, the one guy that has was sort of limited in the OTAs, Marcus Jones is out here. And no red jersey no, or anything like that. So I've seen him quite a bit already. He's with the returners right now, but I has can't. He, I can't believe that. About has Lawrence he handled guy. one yet? I haven't seen him take I haven't one. Seen no, he is with the group, but I haven't seen him take yeah. a rep yet. No, I, I, that is that is true. Wow. And we haven't seen Barringer, who um, didn't take part in the last couple of OTAs that we got a chance to see. It's been all Waitman in this yeah. special teams. Period I wonder here. if Barringer's dealing with something. I saw him in yeah, initially. Yes. Yeah. No, he's here. He's yeah. right there, but yeah. I haven't seen him kick yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating because you just don't know mm -hmm. the story behind each guy, why they may not be practicing. Or I got to imagine Mike Reese is going to get the Trent Brown news too because they – He usually yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, speculation time, right? Yep. I'm joking around, but last year – Round training camp time, Devon Gotcha, right? Signed mm -hmm. an extension. Yep. Mm -hmm. That we all sit there, sat there and said, wow, that's a lot of money for a run stuffing defensive lineman. And meanwhile, Lawrence Guy was a couple years in to his run stuffing defensive lineman yeah. contract that wasn't. You know, I, I'm not telling you that's why he's not here, but if that's what Mike is alluding to, I, yeah, I, 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 mean, I think it's not hard to, to, to connect those dots. He's due $3 million in cash this year, which. I, if you're a starting defensive lineman in the NFL, it's that's like good, that's good money. It, it, it's it, it, I don't know. I mean, I, I have a tough time with that because they have younger guys, uh, Dietrich Wise, Keon White, Christian Barmore. That if Lawrence guy doesn't want to be here, then you know pass the torch. And yeah. I, it, great player, you know, 2010s All Decade Patriots team nominee, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I I mean I. I, I I I will admit I think you know Lawrence Guy is near the end and but I do still think he's got you know some good football from what they need from him I just don't see the guy though to replace him like I think you're kind of asking Sam Roberts has he got anything in year two is well, Carl mean, Davis anything I, you know I, I don't know I, I mean, think Guy was okay last year but I, was he that much better than. I just don't think was he really he that much better. No, than? no, no. I mean, I would, I'd probably say Gotchow was, was no, but you know, those, equal. But, but those two guys. There's just not much there. But th yeah, those two guys, I, I do think their run defense was improved last year. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah. I know the quarterbacks killed them, but 
I mean conventional run defense. Yeah. I thought they were better last year than they had been in recent years. And to Mike's point, those are the two guys that do it. I would add Carl Davis yeah. to that mix when they when they really go to a run, you know, in an obvious run situation. Those three guys are out there together. Yeah. And I don't really think of the others as that kind of player. They're yeah. a good traditional run defense. Like if you just line yeah. up and try to run run the running back through the hole against them, like they can make stops. But yeah. I I'm just okay with them passing the torch at that spot if, if yeah. he's going to hold out and make a thing about his contract. I don't think those guys are worth much more than that. I, I Like I said, at the time last year, I thought they gave too much to Godshaw. Yeah. Uh, and so have you got to love this. This is a little front work. And I, I, didn't know if I, did, I didn't know how much I could talk about well, this. Well, so. just <laughs> look, more Mapu at linebacker, specifically in a base run-stopping so kind of situation. So they're doing inside so. six, which is just the, the front seven versus – the uh, offensive line and tight ends. Can I say who's that quarterback, or is that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, uh, and just, and I would just call like a good old fashioned nine on seven drill and move move along. <laughs> they're 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 doing some some stuff. Yeah, but it's this looks for the this is kind of, this you seems know what? like looks maybe for the maybe defense. we can do it this way. Looks okay. for the defense. One of the things that has given the Patriots defense some problems in recent years has been you know the Lamar Jackson yes. you know uh, you know the, that that kind of quarterback designed quarterback runs read options whatever you want to call them how, however you want to define them uh, rpos uh you know regular read options whatever i think they're going over some of that stuff right now defensively yep. using evans boy mapu as potentially a guy with Which, the speed and physicality yeah. to play in, in, yeah. you know against a scheme like that yeah that's, is that dancing around that, no i think that's there, perfect can we say that there's another rookie that's involved <laughs> maybe at a Okay, so maybe some people might have thought one of the undrafted rookie free agents that they signed would be good in a scout kind of a situation for that. Maybe uh-huh. something like that. He, that he might he might rhyme with um, Sunningham. Good. But this is to me this is this is why Sunningham is here. Right. Yes. Well, that's, right. well, that's right. what I'm saying. A lot of people thought that Malik Cunningham would be a guy that could be valuable in a scouting yeah. sense. And all I got to say is and Barney Mapu is all over this right <laughs> now, and I am enjoying it. But I, that that's the whole thing about, like, the wide receiver thing with, with Sunningham that I always am just like, <laughs> let, let, let's, you like, like that one, huh? let, let, let's cool it. I'm just trying You're not too to cool. you know, break any Sam rules. Bam, uh, let, let's, let's cool it uh, with, with all the wide receiver stuff. But this, this actually could add some inherent value to having him here on the practice squad because he, he clearly – is a natural at, at this sort of thing. And uh, you all also wonder if it gets to it and we're in season and, and their red zone rushing and short yard rushing stinks. Yeah. Like, does this become a, a, a roster spot and, and a little package? Yeah. Like that sort of thing I, I think is also I a fact. I, I think so too, especially when we were going through the draft process, I was really highlighting DTR and saying like, he could be a good fit. Cause you already have two guys that are kind of the same and at the quarterback position. So it'd be great to have someone else with, a different skill set that can bring something else to the team. So, Sunningham I, I, fits the bill for that. I just I think defensively for me, and I'm sure Evan too, seeing them practice this kind of stuff right now, and to have Mapu in the middle of it, I it, it's 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 checking my boxes. Right oh now. yeah, this is like they yeah. need to work on this stuff. It's kind of like it's kind this of is, a, one of these moments really where you feel like already. all right, this is kind of coming together like we thought it might, and you know yeah. hopefully it continues. Yeah, I mean this is that that's the whole thing is you often wonder not to like you know be a jerk about it but it's like how much do you practice against this and you know d- yeah. does, is it something that you do need to invest a practice squad spot on a Malik Cunningham to 
to be able to practice a little against it a yeah. little bit more. And, and Clearly, they were aware yeah. what their weaknesses yeah. were last year. And, and they're also doing a little bit, we'll be fair, they're doing a, a little with McSorley as well. Yes. And he is more yep. of a runner. And, and at Penn State, he was just kind of a college football player, not necessarily a polished quarterback. He was more of a runner, um, you know, kind of a gamer, do what it takes to, to get the job done. So maybe they're kind of looking at both of those guys you know, and, and seeing who, you know, what kind of looks they get from from either one of them. But, yep. you know, on defense, you know, the, the the seven they have on defense, Judon is out there as part of this. Right. Um, so this is not, you know, you know, Tavai is is a physical linebacker. Um, he's out there as part of it. Daniel Aquale up front. I, I, yeah. I Barmore was out there. So this is not. Yeah guys that don't project to make the roster that's that, right that are part and, and of this no group. this is to give the defense looks and, and, and right men, and mention it too chris board chris board is over there so you know i, I know we all talked about him in special teams but i do think he's a guy that you know does have some maybe uh possibility to play a little linebacker if you need him to uh alex writes in um suffield connecticut quick question have we seen city sow play a tackle at all and what have we seen from demario douglas i expect him to take over for Marcus Jones on offense, but curious if we are seeing anything yeah. more. Yeah, City South or City Sioux, I think, is or City So. What do we fi- What so. do we land on? City So. It's So now. We land like do so. City So. That should be easy for me. Um, yeah, we've seen him. We've seen him at tackle. We've seen him at some right tackle, and uh, not much out of Douglas. I mean, he was active. I think maybe the first day caught a couple passes. I think we actually have um, him at. Uh, but that's it. No, we have him at tackle right now. Yeah, he's at tackle right now as we speak. Well, there you go. This is. Uh, Twos versus ones, it seems like. Maybe a little bit. Pig in a tackle setting. <laughs> nice, Freddie. Uh, as, as far as Douglas, we have not seen a whole lot. Um, there's a, a Maxime to Hunter. Charles Barkley. What? Uh, Doug writes in, after watching what you have been able to see in these practices, does the panel feel better or worse about the overall possibilities of the team making a playoff run. <laughs> way uh, too early. Way for that. too no. early. I, I would just on the team. I, I, I would I, say incredibly irrelevant. I, yeah, the only thing I would say as far as that goes is I just I feel a little bit more encouraged about the building blocks on defense, uh, especially some of the, the rookie guys that just seem like they're getting a little bit involved. I still feel exactly the same about the offense. I think it will be well coordinated. I think they know what they're doing with Bill O'Brien. What's the ceiling? Is it good enough? Can they really you know, move the ball against good defenses and, p- and put up big scores and, and points in crunch time, I, I have no idea on that. But I, I like some of the pieces they've added on defense, and I'm intrigued. Uh, according to Sam, who says, according to Mark Daniels, um, Trent Brown missed a flight, and that's oh. why he's not here. Oh, boy. That's not good either. Nope. That's yeah. not uh, look, looked upon uh, kindly. No. Yeah. you got uh, one job. you got one mandatory Three days of practice. Yep. It's certainly not an excuse, but I'm, I'm also very dubious of that. Okay. That sounds like it came directly from an agent. <laughs> it says he's not holding out. His flight got canceled due to a hailstorm, yeah. per source. Eh, all right. Otherwise known as Trent Brown's agent. <laughs> well, you know, the answer to that from the team would be, why did you pick a flight that was so close to practice? You should have well, come Yeah, right that's what, regardless, even if it is the, the absolute truth, right. it's no excuse. Nope. Nope. Doing a lot of under center play action right now in this portion of this practice. Not not full speed, but it is still interesting to see some of the, the schemes that they're they're building in off of the play action. So Freddie, one of the things you, you asked us right at the start of the show is some of the things we're hoping to see. Yeah. Evan just touched on something. I, I'm hoping to see it 
at least some portion of this three-day camp at, at more of a high level, like high speed. Even though they're not in pads and anything like that, I'd like to see it run a little bit more to the tempo that we'll see it for real. Yeah. Just to get a better idea. You know, with the defensive backs sort of playing it honest, not jumping routes and knowing what's happening and the offense not being forced to catch the ball because that's what's supposed to happen. I'd like to see a little bit more, but I'm not holding my breath for that. Would you be surprised if what they're doing with um, Cunningham, I'll just say it right now, is uh, the Eagles' offense? Yeah. Like, probably part of it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... We want a lot of the schedule. You know, it, yeah. they're going to play a lot of these these guys that can move around and these mobile quarterbacks. So they're everywhere now. I, I wonder, Paul, if this is almost set the stage kind of thing for are they going to do like a, a real 24 hours after this and then tomorrow, all right, we, we kind of got things ready, set the stage on Monday. Now Tuesday we kind of get after it and then maybe Wednesday they give it off. I don't know. Well, I hope, I hope you're right. It'd be nice. I just love like what I've seen so far of some of the – the different periods that they've had throughout OTAs and minicamp, you can tell like the foundational building blocks of like, what are their core sort of concepts yeah. and, and formations and things. And, and that was just so not the, the case last year. And this, this year you, I can pick out, okay, like this is what they're working on now is one foundational element. And then in the seven on seven, they're, they're kind of running what their third down elements and their passing game elements are going to be. It's like so. we got 11 on 11 going, which is, everything that we've heard in the press conference this is normal like there's a good flow of communication everyone's on the same page we know what we're doing like it's those phrases that have been used by everybody that you see what happens when you have an actual guy who knows offense running the things yeah i i I kind of agree with fred on that i I think we saw things last spring they just didn't do them effectively Mm -hmm. you know in the spring they it looked like this only different plays but then when, when they got to training camp and the regular season, they, they, didn't, they didn't have those, the execution of that foundation. But, you know, what Evan's talking about now, like you see them, you know, in one of this, the period going on now with Mac Jones leading the offense, it, you know, they're trying some misdirection stuff, a lot of screens, a lot of delays, you know, things like that that we hadn't really seen a ton of in those OTAs. Just yeah. another, uh, how did you put it? Just another fundamental building block. It's a foundational. Yeah. Yeah, foundational. I mean, what they're doing yeah. right now is is straight McDaniels. Like, this is, you know, right out of, like, the old Patriots, like, 2021 playbook of under center, hitting tight ends, you know, working across the field, out behind the linebackers. And that's refreshing because last year they, they were trying to run play action to, to hit the deep the deep balls yeah they were trying to get single high structures and then throw it down the field off play action there this is back to getting to attacking the second level of the defense the intermediate part of the field off of all these fakes which i I think is where it fits the quarterback it fits the personnel like that's where i really feel like they want to be yeah they finished that with a little uh little screen pass who was that that caught that Ramondre. that was Ramondre. okay for a loss of four you think so? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was about five blue shirts in the backfield. Negative Paul. No, but this is my point. Like, I want to see them running these for real. Like, of clearly, clearly the defense knew exactly what was happening there. Yeah. And they completely blew the play up, you know? Looks like we got a special teams period coming. Yeah. I mean, they can't really get blocked. No. You know? That's more of a lament than a negative. I'd rather see it kind of run live and get a better gauge of what would happen. Yeah. A little ball security action here. Okay. 
All right. It's important. Got to do it all. Some quick little hooks, and then they cut up against two defenders. Yeah, so this is a Georgia drill. Um, they call it the hook drill. And you can see, like, the defender coming from behind. This is – it really simulates – exactly what you're going to have in the open field i think this is the best ball security drill in in football and it's it's everybody does it now you know this is something that's really popular now and i watched a kirby smart breaking it down uh, in oh, a coaching clinic marcus jones loses one mm. uh -oh. Oh. he's doing push-ups as a result yeah, this drill is, is such a staple. They do it all the time. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that the Patriots have their offensive and defensive players both catch the passes. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, you, pick, yeah. you, pick, you picked off a pass and you're in traffic. So, you know, what are you doing? How many times did they have a, a sure pick that was dropped last year? At least a couple times. Well, I'm talking about more in terms of the ball security act. Yeah, you know, yeah. element of it like Evan was talking about with the two defenders coming out of the hook. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to strip the ball away. You know, like Troy Brown against Marlon McCree. Right. I mean, when you think about it, when you're on the open field, like you're gonna, you're probably gonna oh, nice little lose yeah. the football. I like that because you get caught from behind. You're not gonna like a guy coming straight on onto you that you see coming is probably not gonna right di dislodge the ball. It's gonna be somebody that peanut punches in from behind. That's a great legacy that he has, huh? Tillman. Yeah. Tillman. Everybody, ca peanut everybody punch. calls it a peanut punch. peanut punch. <laughs> You see it so much now, though. Like even in high school, the kids do it now. And you you hold your breath on any any big play when there's a defender coming from behind. Yeah. So Berenger not only has the glasses, but he's also got a tinted face shield. He's he's what is he trying to do to me? I'm getting all I'm getting all excited about this punter. He hasn't even punted a ball. I don't need him to punt. <laughs> glasses and and no, a tinted plenty of time shield for that in the regular season. <laughs> now that was negative. <laughs> I'll tell you when I'm being negative. It's gold, that Jerry. Was it's gold. That's pretty, uh, in terms of weather, pretty good day for practice if you're a player. It's not too hot. No, nice no. and mild. Overcast right now. Cool breeze. So you don't get that sun beating down on you. Not great for Corliss Waitman, though. His uh, punts have been Yeah, it has swirling. been a little breezy down there. Yep. That was a going to get some more punting work now. We touched on it earlier, but what is your genuine opinions on Joe Judge? He's basically the... Special teams, Special teams coordinator. That's why yep. I think he got promoted. Yep. <laughs> he looks exactly like he looked before he left to yeah. me. Like, right in the middle of it. Yep. I know he's such a has such a negative connotation with his name right now, but everybody wanted a change at that spot, right? I mean, like, <laughs> it, so many fans, I feel like, why does Cam Accord still have a job? And, like, I'm not trying to pick on Cam Accord or Joe Judge, but clearly they, yeah. they saw it, too, because he, they – He's got some real reinforcements at the very least. I just wonder when they announce. He's running the drill. Because they haven't officially g given the coaching titles yet. I, I do wonder if it will still list special teams coordinator for Cam Acord. Yeah, I, I wonder that too. Because what, you got Joe Houston too? I mean, you got another guy. I mean, you have. So you got three guys coaching special teams? You got three guys. Yeah, and that's what Matthew Slater said. And, and you got Matthew first, Slater. The so <laughs> no, the first day he said, you know, it's great to have Joe working with us. And, and he said with, with Cam and Joe. Yeah. Hey, the more the merrier because the special teams was not good <laughs> last year. Outside of Marcus oh. Jones. Mar oh, yeah, he's feeling the punt now. I, yeah. I, I just know that he has such a bad rap right now, and I totally understand it, but – I mean, when he was here, the Patriots special teams, when Joe Judge was running the, the 
the special teams. They were top five, top ten in DVOA like every year that he was the special teams coach. They were one of the best. Well, yeah, special you, teams it, you in just the didn't have to worry about special teams, you know. Yeah. And lately, you know, it's it's an adventure, mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Ed Lee back deep. Ed Lee, he's been active. I mean, he's what he's been here like not even two weeks, but yeah, he's been. But he's showed up a little bit. Such a classic training camp player. Oh, yeah. URI, local Bam kid. Bam Childress. Bam <laughs> Childress. Perfect. Usually wears number hey, 13. Hey, but every once in a while, uh, Chris Harper ends up squeaking ends on. Ends up costing you a season. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring up Harper's Muff. Yeah, Harper's Muff. Bleak. Bleak. Sounds like a wrestler. So they're uh, in the, the far cake. field. The quarterbacks are working <laughs> on a little some red zone action with uh, looks like Iseki Hunter. Yeah, Scotty Washington was over there earlier. Yeah, who's yeah. 17? Yeah, Scotty. Scotty. Scotty Washington. Washington, yeah. Scotty. So the three of them are uh, working with the quarterbacks, including Mac. I mean, that the last year of the red zone offense, we talked about it earlier, having those two tight ends should really help. And then you add DeAndre Hopkins into that mix too, and that, that red zone offense should be a lot better. I'm sorry. I did not have Lawrence Guy holding out on my, on my bingo card for this spring. That's, <laughs> that's an interesting one. I wonder what's going to happen, though. Well, I just thought it was interesting that in OTAs, they were missing, what, 15, 20-ish players every day. And everybody was talking about Juju and Judon. Trent. And no one was ever mentioning Lawrence Guy, who yeah. was right. not there on any of the days. I just Well, he's like, because I think that he's made it into that area where doesn't really you, you think doesn't make a lot of noise like you right. know it's, it's been reliable just as you know a 33 year old guy that has signed a long-term deal that you know maybe this is going to be it till the end so yeah it's uh certainly something to be on the radar now though yeah stinks that taekwon's not out here and yeah that's Re the bummer reese reported that as a soft tissue injury i don't like it you never good. like to hear that no especially Such after you spent all week like comparing him to will fuller and uh, you know it's like i can't <laughs> help but like god you know it yeah just, it's, it's just it's like you didn't have to take the comparison that far right <laughs> <laughs> with the speed guy though it, that's just the last right. thing that you that's want. a hamstring right yeah, i mean that's where you hit your head goes right like yeah don't want those. And it's just, with a young player, there's nothing, like, you talk about what can we get from these practices. Like, there's nothing worse for me than a young, promising player who just isn't out here. Like, yeah. that's just, that's the worst part of this, this practice. Yeah. Yep. That's how you turn into just right, a guy that was involved and could catch, you know, 60 passes to a guy that's w running wind sprints yep. come the season because right. he's just not in the mix. So over with Moses on the lower field doing, like, calisthenics. Yeah. <laughs> Great. You just can feel it, too, when he's not out there, the lack of vertical threat in this offense. Like, he's the only guy that brings that juice to, to what they have right now. It's just everything is so hunkered down in the middle of the field and the tight ends yeah. and the dig routes and the crossers. And when he's out there, just even just the threat of it is just we, adds a whole other element. And we haven't seen Juju either. I mean, you know, and it's, yeah. you know, like we talked about, it's not so much like, well, how good is Juju in this offense? It's just, you know, what's what's his size look like? I mean, he's a pretty good guy. Like, well, you know, what what is that speed kind of, does that does his speed pop a little bit? And he's got some sort way. of injury too, right? Reportedly. Well, he, yeah. he finished, like, I mean, he's he, here. He had a I, knee injury, Mac, yeah. you Mac know, Jones in the Super Bowl. The I saw him this morning, so <laughs> he's here. He's just not practicing. Yeah, he, uh, he injured his knee in the AFC Championship game, and I obviously played through it in, in the Super Bowl. Oh, Scotty. Nice, nice catch. Nice. Over Josh Bledsoe. Yeah. Oh, High-pointed it. Yeah. 
That's something that he, that he can do, Scotty Washington. He's got a he's nice winning. layer he's from deep. Trace McSorley. There you go. That was on, not on my bingo card. Layer. <laughs> Layered throw from <laughs> Trace McSorley. Yeah, it seems like it's either winding down or getting ready to ramp up. I don't know. Uh, still got what time, time is it? 12.31. I've lost track. It seems like there's a good amount of time left, but this would be like a more of an opportunity, seven mm. on seven. That's yep. what it looks like. Yep. Well, they haven't done any field goals yet, so that's – or run over to the hill. I mean, do you really do conditioning? I mean, how much can conditioning help when you're still a month out from camp? Like, That's the big thing to me about, like, certain guys reporting, like some of these veteran guys. Like, I, I don't necessarily care about them participating in the practice, but don't you just want to see, like, how much do you weigh, Trent Brown? Yeah. Like, you know, where, right. where are you at with your yeah. in your off-season oh. workouts? Because he hasn't been here that much, so – you look at Trent Brown, even Lawrence Guy, you know, all these guys, like are, are you are you is the arrow pointed in the right direction in terms of your your physical conditioning? Yeah. I, I think that that's almost it's just a check in. It's just a check in. You remember last guys. year Mike Reese had that I mean Ooh, vol oh. voluminous uh long pass and there it is for uh <laughs> there it is your train Nixon <laughs> catch of minicam. <laughs> nice nice throw by McSorley though. It was a nice throw. Laid yeah. it right in there for him. With the wind. What beat what, Sean Wade. Are we are we sure Sean Wade should be on a ninety man roster? Huh. Like, wow. <laughs> gets smoked every time he's out wow. there. <laughs> that turned. He's <laughs> <laughs> got Trey Nixon versus and Trace McSorley just going so out was there. It just two, was it just two years ago or three years ago that we got uh, the steal of that tr that trade? Yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> you always think that for a second. But. Uh, Joey writes in. I'm just going to say it. He says, I think Kendrick Bourne. Well, I think Kendrick Bourne is going to have a great year and will be. Your number one receiver. Oh, or maybe wow. it's the coffee caffeine talking. <laughs> what do I know? I'm just a guy who sits behind a computer designing buildings all day. <laughs> all right. I, I think it's uh, the of a number one receiver. Like, to some people, I think it means different things than it, than it means to others. So, yeah. could he lead the team in catches? Like, maybe, I, I guess. But is that a number one receiver? Or is it just the guy that leads the team in catches, you know? How did everybody feel about what he said on, on Friday about – you know, just not I thought it was season. brutally honest, but yeah. I'm not sure I, I loved like him saying it all. No, mm -hmm. I, I didn't either, Paul. And, and I feel like my feeling now is that if Hopkins were to come, I, I think Bourne's the guy out. Well, hmm. I, it's funny. I kind of thought the same thing. Mm. Um, I, I wouldn't be stunned if the email is right and that he has a good bounce back year and plays. I, I think it would be a bad sign if, like Evan said, if you're calling him your best, if you if your number one receiver, you mean he he had the best year of your receivers? I don't think that would be no. a good thing. Right. Mm. I, I, I just agree. don't see how he fits in with if Hopkins came and you know what you do with Hopkins, where he's you know not really an outside receiver anymore. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, I mean you're not gonna you got Juju. You're you're clearly probably gonna have him as your top slot. I just it kind of makes Bourne the fifth receiver, and and it's you know and he's just it's it's he's high maintenance. You know, like there's always kind of. So you got to always have an ear out for what he's saying or what he's doing, and yeah. I don't know. I think it would come down to just how much faith they had in Hopkins if they signed him. Yeah. It just is tough with either Bourne or Parker because those are the two guys that are kind of on the chopping block potentially right. if Hopkins signs. You can't just have one of those guys sitting on the bench for yeah. 17 weeks because they can play on another team. And they'll mm -hmm. bitch. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And, they and rightly so. They oh. become malcontents at that yeah. point, I think. And not – 
in a negative way that that's fair because they they could go to another team and, and be in, in their another team's top three so it, it's understandable and i think that's the part i would i think i would like them to keep the depth if they could be just because they do have a 31 year old deandre hopkins they do have juju who has a little bit of an injury history taekwon <laughs> already hurt yeah. again or banged yeah. up again yeah. uh, so like it would be nice to keep the depth but can you do that without while keeping everybody happy it is mm. is a tough question hey i'm just uh taking a peek down in dante's inferno and how's the adrian clem look to you out there like you know uh it looks like he's not running back and forth between <laughs> coordinating the offense and coaching <laughs> the line so that's a positive yeah I, he looks really uh chill to me yeah I, I thought he would be a little bit more and maybe it's you know because we're out here and he's he's trying not to to be too intense but I, he looks really chill to me, but one thing I really like about it is he, he seems to always be uh, a sounding board. You know, every time they run a rep and maybe it doesn't go so hot for, like, one of the younger guys, one of the rookies, it seems like they're instantly looking for Clem to, to be like, what did I do wrong? You know, co- coach me up on, on on whatever it was, and that's a good sign. I think yeah. it shows a little bit of trust is already yeah. being built there. It looks like he's doing a lot of teaching right now. Yeah, well, him and him and Billy Yates, right? I mean, yeah, a lot of teaching, two, two a lot guys of guys that both played, you know, played here, played offensive line, big guys. Now we're doing special teams kickoff. Yeah, working on the kickoff yeah. team. Joe, Joe Judge running the show. Fair catch. Yeah, I'm gonna be interested to see what they do here. Although, do they not have anybody kicking? Now the ball's oh, teed no. up. There it is. Yeah. There's, there's uh, I see folk now. Yeah, these are, so this is, uh, oh, it's a camera cord. A lot of yelling. <laughs> Still can hear him. Well, yeah, so we got the, I guess people can't see, yeah, yellow, pi- orange pennies, and was that, I mean, Nick, it looked like Nick Folk got it to the end zone. Oh yeah, yeah but this is a it's deep but he's kicking from the yeah, 35, 35 of this field. I don't know if that's a true 35 yard line or not. Looks like it might be. Yeah. Yeah, he's kicking from the 35. Yeah. And he does have a good wind, I think. Yeah. Well, but is this a 100 yard field? I don't think yep. so. Yeah, it it may not be, but that's the 35 yard line though. I mean, yeah. like you can see the 10 yard increments. That's Ryland gives it a word. Yeah. yeah, that's deep in the end zone. I think they did make this event. I think they did expand this to be a hundred-yard field. It used to be like eighty. Yeah, I think they're both. I, I mean, think they're both hundred yeah, yards. Yeah, they're now. numbers yeah. like they are. I don't yeah. know why they would do that right. if it wasn't. Yeah. They were shorter, and I think they added to the grass. It's a is metric this, system. Is this a real kicking competition, or is Chad Ryland just? I mean, I don't know. It's going to be tough to tell. I don't. I mean, I think Ryland has the leg. It looks like, like we've talked looks, a lot about yeah. like the whole quarterback thing, like with with that third quarterback spot and things that you could do on game day. Like, is I I would think it'd be a waste of a roster spot to have a kickoff specialist and a, a field goal. Right. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I agree. I just don't know how the I know kids teams have do. done that in the past, but I. That I was. I mean, I'd be curious the pressure, now. the pressure kicks in training camp. You know, the kind of stuff yeah. of all right to get the night off. In I mean, st- in stadium practice. You know, Nick Nick Folk. He. I mean, he's going to be steady. Like you just wonder about Ryland. You know, how's he going to do when it's, 
you know, when it's on the line, those kind of things. He, I think that's what they yeah. got to try to find out. Is this kid going to be able to handle the pressure, the pressure of it yeah. all? We I know mean, Nick he Folk, he might not give you a plus, but yeah. He can clearly kick the ball, like, in terms of distance. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I think he's got a, a decent leg. And it seems like when they kick on those skinny posts that he's he's got a decent control of the ball, mm -hmm. too. But I, that's not what it comes down to, Deuce. Is like, is he going to be able to kick a 48-yarder in December with yeah. the game on the line? Right. Like, you know, you just don't know in these types of settings if he's got that. Bill Belichick spending some time with whoever the guests are. I can't oh. make out the logo uh, on there. It looked like a knitted lion, but it's too far away for me to see. That does look like uh, kind of looks like the Penn State coach who I'm blanking on right now. Franklin, right? That's he's still at Penn James State. Franklin. Yeah. Former Vandy. Vanderbilt. Yeah, that. Well, that would make a lot of <laughs> sense because Bill has ties to Vanderbilt. And Penn State. The other Bill. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it does look like the Penn State. Right. Should I write that the guy that looked like James Franklin? <laughs> I mean, does that not look like James Franklin to the two of you? I don't know from Jimmy Franklin. I know what James Franklin looks like. I just can't see this guy. He's way out of my, my range. You should yeah. bring binoculars, Yeah, I Paul. think it's possible. I can't afford that kind of stuff. Got to go to the $13 Walmart ones, <laughs> <laughs> Paul. The Someday. Someday. I might be able to afford put that kind on, of... We'll put you on a payment plan, all right? Frivolous uh, <laughs> addition. Big whistle. Are we going to get something fun here to end it off? Some quasi? Still got about 30 minutes to yeah, go. Yeah, I don't think we're that close to being done unless it's going to wrap earlier than they thought. Yeah, it looks like we're getting on 11 on 11. This looks like it might be real. First. As far as the <laughs> yeah. is concerned. You always got to put the disclaimer, you know. We're I'm hoping we're going to speed it up a little. Yeah, it looks like 11 on 11. Yeah, and they have, you know, like all the players are going to the sidelines too. Which right. That doesn't always happen. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So and here comes Bill. So there, there's, there's Mac. I don't want that guy looking at my offense. Mac, <laughs> shotgun formation, direct snap. Got 12 personnel on the field. This is about as real as it's going to get. Yeah, oh, I know. This is it. So this is Mills, Jack Jones, and Gonzalez. Oh, it's Phillips, 85. And it's a touchdown to Hunter Henry. <laughs> They're in that little, in, like a three-man blitz there, though. And they did this on Friday, too. They started sending some pressure. More so, I think, just to see if the O-line could block it, to be honest Gonzalez with you. out there. Yeah, right away on the outside. You're getting some mills at safety, but not not on the back end. He's, you know. Now they've been playing him yeah, a lot slot in the slot, which yeah. is interesting. The stop. like that yeah. that uh, base package slot. You know, when they play teams that are in heavier groupings, they've been using the safeties a lot in the slot. And we continue to see Bill Murray uh, getting a lot of those reps at right guard with a when you yeah. out. Yeah, definitely something to consider without the. The rookies. He's yet. been around now for a while. Yeah, he's defensive lineman. Like first. four or five yeah. years at this point. Yeah, right? William and Mary, I think. Yes, Bill blocked Mary. a bunch of punts or field goals, I think. Ooh. And we are once again, Evan, seeing a steady diet of tight end receptions. Yeah. I, I just 
that is, one is this gonna be it? Like, is it, it? We're just gonna get five yard pat? Like, can we throw the ball down the field one time? Oh, like, give them time. <laughs> last, last year it was bombs away. I know. Yeah. I know. This is great. They're setting it up. They're setting <laughs> it up. Oh, yes. Oh, we got a wide receiver uh, screen. Kendrick <laughs> Bourne. We're matriculating the ball downfield. So they're, we talked about really Bourne, moving it. We talked about Bourne talking to the media last week on Friday, and you asked me what I thought. Yeah. Is, were you guys similarly no, like, I, oh, it was really refreshing to hear such honesty, but at the same time wondering what Bill might have thought of that? I, yeah, well, I mean, I, I... I thought that, you know, he took responsibility for him not being physically ready to be great um, versus, you know, blaming it on, you know, the coaching or other things. I thought it was interesting that he took responsibility and said he's been focusing on getting stronger, getting faster, et cetera. He, and he said that's why he didn't play well. Who's 98? Carl Davis. Carl Davis. I, he just went offside. Another again. Taking a, taking a lap. He's been offside a couple times. Yeah. Last year, too. Uh, that's definitely been a point of emphasis for the offense. I would trying say to catch him. trying to do that's, trying to get that. See, so it's going to be throw to the tight ends, get him to jump see off, if we can get off. That's, that's all you need. That's the explosive <laughs> offense. Maybe they'll bring. Oh, 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 almost sent Gesicki. Okay, we're we're ooing because Gesicki went over the middle and got yeah. met by Uche. Uh, it went down. He held up, but that yeah. would have been bad. He, he's okay. Uh, oh yeah, no one's no one's hurt, but probably a little more contact than we're looking for. Yeah. Um, so, Paul, you would have wanted him to I, just say, like, oh, I oh, wasn't. Oh, yeah, no, he, that was all on last no. year. Well, the, like, his whole thing was all, like, yeah, like, this is the way it's supposed to be. It's great. He knows what he's doing. He must have mm -hmm. said he knows yeah. what he's doing five times. Yeah, yeah. No, he did. And, I, and at, at one point, Tom Curran asked him, it's like, you, you realize when you talk like that, people are naturally going to assume that you're yeah. saying and it wasn't that. And he yeah. more or less just said, kept going. no, yeah, that's the way you is. take it. That's the way you take it. Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I just worry about the repercussions. Like, he, yeah. he's definitely one of the best receivers on this team, and he should be playing, and he should be involved. And if they sign DeAndre Hopkins, he shouldn't be the odd man out in my mind. But when you say stuff like that, it, you know how it works around here. Right. And like I said, I thought he was refreshingly honest. Mm -hmm. But I just wonder if Bill thought the same thing. I I didn't really care for him. Being like I had a bad year, hmm. yeah. like I just I don't I, I I like I just felt like it was making it about him and like I don't your whole offense had a bad year last year. What you're saying like you could have had a better year. Like I well, I just don't know I what he was trying to get. I at. I didn't take it that way. I took it as like there were things that he could have taken care of and he didn't take care of it. Like when he got those opportunities to be on the field, he was not productive. So. I just don't need to hear it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean like. You know, I don't. I just like. I feel like you speak for the team. Like we as an offense, we didn't do enough last year. Like, I don't know. Like it just it reflected more negatively on his season for me because I didn't mm. think that. I thought Kendrick Bourne did all he could. You know, mm. like, and so he's coming out saying I could have done more. Like, sure, but like I don't see. I took it. I like the accountability. Accountability. See, see I took it as I had a bad year because they didn't play me. <laughs> That's how I took it, and they didn't. He didn't play as much as he should have last year. Yeah. Now, we can argue till the cows come home as to why he didn't play more than he did. And I think there's a lot of different theories about that. But I, I took it as I wasn't as productive as I wanted to be. He never said it. But I think the inference based on everything else he said was because they wouldn't play me because they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Max series is over. Uh, Zappy's in there now.
Mac is hanging out with the with the offensive line on the sideline. So all right, he's not alone. He's not a man he's alone. alone. Well, don't speak too fast. Okay, he started walking over toward the the back by himself. Now it looks like some of the guys are going with him. Yeah, he was he was uh, chatting with David Andrews after. I think he's going back to his. Uh, yeah, he's going back to his, uh, his lo- lonesome. Leave church. me alone. His, his temple of solitude. <laughs> oh, that's a bad throw there by Zappy. Not that's a good throw there. I uh, I got to admit, like just watching Zappy through some of these practices, like no, nope. Zappy, like, Zappy, no. I mean, he's a backup. He's a backup quarterback. No. I didn't know where you were going with no. that. I was just like anybody who's like, happy. No. It's a nice little backup that you're developing right now, and it's good to have those guys. But if anybody thinks that, like, if, if Zappy plays this year, it's because they just don't have a choice. I just love the way he executes the play action fake. The timing on his fakes. Come on. That was meant to specifically get a rise out of you, and you didn't take it. The timing is just the oh, timing nice. of those fakes. Oh. I think he does that a little bit better than, <laughs> than Mac Jones. <laughs> hey. Oh, hey. Hey now. Sorry, we're not talking. I just <laughs> we're reacting, feeling the pressure. I always watch Zappy, and I I really genuinely try to watch it objectively and be like, what if is there anything that I feel like he is better than Matt at? Yeah, right. Like like is there really something that I can say he's concretely better than Mac at, at this? You, and I, well, I you just, said earlier anticipation. I do think that there's some of that element. Yeah, I I, I do think he he has a good timing and anticipatory uh, rhythm to the passing game that sometimes I don't see from Mac all the time. So yeah, maybe maybe that's something. I also wonder what it would have been like for him this year had he had a actual offensive coordinator last year. So like he's basically having a rookie season right now, like with a real coach actually teaching him real things. He he was one of the ones that played okay in whatever the heck that was that they were doing. Yeah, that was more so just, his instincts than him, like he had no help. Oh, Mac. So I'd be interesting to like if he had Josh, like Mac had Josh, like what his first year would have been like. Zap. He's zapper. All right. Who is up next? Don't give. Don't be Trace. Don't be Trace. <laughs> I've been wanting Cunningham. Yeah. Yeah. Well, looks like Cunningham is uh, lining up. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe. And probably his receiver at this portion. Where, where do you see Cunningham? I see Mac Jones in the middle of the offensive lineman. Oh, no, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. I now thought over he was backing up, I thought. All right, we're getting a little, another shot yeah, with the one. It's going to be with Mac again. Yeah, they're going to come in from about midfield, maybe the 45. Yeah. Yeah, so here's, you know, Sam Roberts getting a little little shot here. No Lawrence guy. Carl Davis jumping offside. Have you seen Keon White out there yet? Uh, last reps, he was out there with the second team. The second defense. team. But, I, you know, the thing I can't help but notice is that, you know, we're just a couple years removed from spending draft picks on, on Josh Bledsoe uh, and Ronnie Perkins, and it seems uh, like both those guys are, are like be, Bentley got in there on that oh, play. Yeah. Uh, both those guys are now going to be probably pushed off the roster by this draft class. So it's just, you know, you draft so many strong safeties. It's just with some of those assets and 
you know, have been allocated a little bit differently, some of those draft picks. Yeah, I mean, I those are not the ones I'm going to look back on. I, like, I mean, sixth and seventh round picks. Like, I know a lot of people, we get in a lot of questions in the mailbag um, with, about Bolden and Speed, you know, and where they might fit in the secondary. And, I, listen, we can always be surprised and things can change, but my guess is those guys are special teamers if they make the team. Um, and I'm not going to look at it three years from now and say, wow, what a really disappointing draft pick. If he never yeah. turns out to be a cornerback, yeah. I don't necessarily think they were drafted with that in mind, or they wouldn't be sixth and seventh round picks. Yeah. Now, I'm not ready to close the door on Bledsoe yet. I, I, I think there's yeah. there's a chance that he could factor in. I do. I, I, I think Evan earlier was talking about they do have a lot of guys with that kind of skill set. So maybe he does get pushed off, but yeah. I, I think there's some promise there. I, I, I don't know. He showed maybe. up a little bit early last year. I remember, I mean, he got the opportunity. I think when, uh, what, like Duggar was out or something early. So much of this right now is just check. It's sending Hunter Henry up the seam, and we're just gonna layer it underneath and just. Yeah. I've hit, I've written curl. Flat and sit way too often for my liking. It's all about practice, That's... Evan. That's what last year felt like. Patience, least... patience, muscle memory. It was a lot of that last patience. year, but at least this year, it's like at least he's completing them consistently. Like it looks like it's in time, but Gonzalez consistently on the outside on Parker. Yep. What is going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that okay. play broke just, down. Just, yeah. I'd like to see that Matthew Judon on the ground. If he would have got there, but. Mac being chased by Bentley. Yeah, Bentley continues to be active, as always. Yeah, Bentley, Bentley doesn't know what practice speed is. That guy <laughs> is shot out of a yeah. cannon. Why is Bourne taking Your a Your boys got a little of that, too. Mapu. Yeah, I love that. Was Bourne taking a lap, or was he just going to jump? Yeah, he, 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 he took a lap. He yeah. fall yeah. started. Oh, he, he, he went, lap. yeah. Pierre Strong in the backfield. Petey. Oh, wheel route. Ooh. Ooh. Dietrich Wise, Wise gets a big paw in there. This hasn't been a good series. Yeah, kind of clunky. Started out with Bentley in the backfield. Had another play where Bentley broke in. Batted pass just now. Yeah. It's uh, that's what's going to happen though. If you keep on throwing the ball five yards down the field, and well, these, yeah, these defensive yeah. linemen are just going to start, start to their hands they start up. to see it again. Yeah. Yep. yep. Nobody even wants to test Christian Gonzalez. <laughs> Don't even throw it at him. Oh, corner blitz. Oh, yeah, corner blitz with Gonzalez. <laughs> oh, wow. As a result, nice Parker's done. wide open. That's, done. that's funny. I mean, that's like Steve Belichick, like, <laughs> throwing the – especially, like, do you usually blitz the strong side corner? Like, when he – like, I mean, it's just so obvious. Like, I don't know. I just feel like usually your corner blitzes are coming from the backside, so he didn't – it's not well. the first place he's looking, you know. At least he knew where. At least Mac knew where to go with the football. I think that's yeah. that's what that's designed for is to make sure the quarterback knows yeah. it's yeah. coming. Yeah. Yep. Mac just. I mean. Yeah, they're putting. Yeah. They're Send in. everybody on that one. There we go. All right. Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne with a. Oh, gosh. 
touchdown up the middle. Yeah, this is a, I think, you know, they would, they were working their pressure package that entire yep. series. And I, I thought that Mac, you know, other than that one that they did get the sack on him, I mean, a couple of throws where he knew where to go with it against the Heat, which definitely was not the case last year. Yeah. No, it looks like, I mean, that that's a good thing. I mean, it hasn't been the most, you know, exciting down the field practice, but it's just, he seems like he's in control. He knows what he's yeah. looking for, and he knows what he wants to do. It doesn't, it's not a lot of, like, stopping, going to ask Bill O'Brien what I'm doing. I mean, it's just, like, I just see Bill O'Brien on the sidelines. Just, he doesn't, it's like, just right in one of the calls. He doesn't really yeah. seem to need to get in there and, you know, mess under the hood that much. That, uh, Lumpkin. That throw that he hit to, to Bourne was nice. I mean, that's yes. They, yes. That, that's a zero pressure. Yeah. Hot read. And yeah. he knows he's got the leverage. Yeah. Just got to get it out, right? Like, I mean, just survive and get it out and hit him on time. Like, that was a – I think that's a real catch and run in a game. Oh, I totally agree. You yep. could tell. When you look at a play, you could tell. Like, that's – that that's had, a like, a reasonable facsimile of, of what it was supposed yeah. to look like. Yeah. Um, Mike, yep. so – Wanting to follow up on what you just said about Bill O'Brien, kind of just on the side, just observing, calling plays. Do you prefer a micromanaging approach, you know, no. from an offensive coordinator, or do you prefer just kind of well, I, take I mean, some notes and think, then you'll, well, yeah. you'll talk about no, it? No, I don't think anybody ever prefers micromanagement. I think, I mean, I guess the point I was just making was, that, you know, he's not furious with how yeah. funky it looks or how guys aren't doing what. I mean, it just seems for the most part that well, there's simulation. He's I mean, calling in the plays. Bill's, and they're executing Bill's in there you know, with the offense, and they're simulating the game. So, yeah. you know, this is where O'Brien would be. He'd be on the sideline. I think that's 100% it. Like, yeah. he doesn't want to be too involved because he wants to see what they're going to put on film. And right. I'm sure when they go back and watch it later this afternoon, that's when he'll get after. Oh, exactly. But you also don't see, guy, you don't see right now after the play him yelling to one guy like, hey, yeah. that's you. Or, Super you chill. know, it's just yeah. he's But he, Bill I mean, is a little he's bit. He's under control, you know. I don't know. Bill, just, Bill Belichick. Yeah. Where's Bill? I lost him. Now he's oh, walking. He he's oh, walking toward oh. Bill O'Brien. Oh. <laughs> now he's walking back to get Bill. out here and get involved. Oh. <laughs> Bill O'Brien says, "Don't would you micromanage more, please? Don't look at my offense. <laughs> I need you out here." Yeah. No, but it, it's interesting. Bill Belichick is the one out in the field, right? Yeah, yeah. behind the oh, jeez. Oh, the spin move. Miles Bryant. He's, ca he's calling the situation. Uh, Belichick is. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what it's like for, for Billy O coming back to the NFL, uh, you know, after having been a head coach. And, I mean, I know he's offensive coordinator at Alabama, so he's, you know, familiar with being back in that role. But just, you know, what's kind of changed that this time around for him, just being an offensive coordinator, maybe a little less to, to, to you know, try to handle. Yeah. Well, I, I actually, it's, you know, down the line issue, but he, he was up in the booth last year at Alabama in the coach's booth. Yeah. And calling the game from up there. And I have to imagine he's going to be on the sideline, you know, where he can talk to Mac, you know, face well, to maybe. face. Yeah. But that's a question that I would have for him. Like, does he, the bird's eye vantage point, is that, is that help him? You know, is that make him a better play caller and you know, weighing that whole thing? Because there are some co coordinators that do call it from the booth in the NFL. So yeah. I'm interested to see what, where he, he calls it from. Now you're getting uh, some McSorley action. I don't know if I call it action. Oh, oh Edley. Just out of reach.
Another Macron? No. Uh, He's like walking Z- towards the huddle, but... It's like Zippy. Zippy. Zippy with the ones. Ish. Ish. What's the... No, this is with the ones. Yeah, I'll Jake Andrews. Jake Andrews and Bill Murray in the, on the offensive line. It's a little mishmash, a little bit. No, 60. 60 walked out. And did we... I'm sorry. Riley Reef, was he, did we get him here today? Yeah, he's up, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. All right, so. so this is a couple starting receivers out there, but this is my, this is the backup. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Lapu. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Born over the middle. Man. It's a mix on defense, too. I see... Um, Bentley's out there. I saw Duggar out there. Yeah, that, got the back. It's some back. I got Isaiah Bolden up there, and uh, and Paul's guy, Rodney Randall Jr. Oh, it's not that's his why. Dad. That's why I didn't. Yeah, you're that's familiar with the <clears throat> yeah. senior. Yeah, Junior. You guys, make anything of uh, them give, at least giving Zappy, Parker, and Bourne to to throw to? I mean, I like, think it's good. I mean, you got to get a little bit of a sense with these guys. That's a catch. Ooh, that was nice. I think that was a catch. It yeah. was. Two feet in. Yeah. Uh, that was um, Parker. Parker down the sideline. Who was 63 on him? That's uh, Bolden. Isaiah rookies. Bolden. Isaiah Bolden. Parker did a nice job over the shoulder, keeping his feet in bounds. Yeah. Nice ball by Zappi. Yeah. Gets a little. I think uh, the wind took that a little bus. bit, but Parker made the adjustment. It's just interesting that they're not. They're not throwing them out there with total total scrubs, you know, and, yeah. and total back into the roster guy. I think you got to do that, though. You know, regardless of quarterback competition or any of that stuff, like, oh, part oh, of that. Oh, for yeah. sure. Got to have that one. Have That's that one. one that Mac will complete yeah. 10 out of 10. That was an interesting release by Zappi. Yeah, they had the t- <laughs> the stunt going on the right-hand side. It looked like it was Godshaw and Dietrich yeah. Wise that pushed the pocket, and he didn't hit it because of the pressure. Yeah, he I think yeah. he got rid of that a little bit quicker than he wanted to. Part of the receiver thing, too, here, Evan, is just the sheer numbers. Yeah, that's fair. You know, they just had McSorley out there in the this, the drive before this with the Ed Lees and the Raleigh Webbs right. and those right. guys. There's more on the one Raleigh Webb? You know what I mean. There's <laughs> only one Ed Lee, too. I said it was a nightmare for a second. It's definitely yeah, this that'll keep That'll keep the coordinators when up you're down, there, bro. You're down two receivers. And you will only have, uh, well, with Ed Lee, I think they have nine on the roster, so they have seven true receivers, and they're, yeah. they're no, kind of no. counting Raleigh Webb as a receiver. You see Ty Montgomery playing some receiver today right. to mm-hmm. just give him the numbers. You know, that said, like you guys mentioned, the offensive linemen, you know, some, you know, it's Calvin Anderson and uh, Cole, Cole Strange, Riley yeah. Reef, Bill Murray. I, I know that you think of Bill Murray uh, as a backup, but he's been with the first group uh, throughout that, OTAs. I always try to just read, when the, you, read the code and, like, Okay, so they didn't give him David Andrews at center. It's the ba- it's the backup center. But other than that, like these are guys that these are, are guys they're going to play. Yeah, right. And you know, if you want to read into those sort of things, like that's yeah, that's I, what I, we're seeing. I've kind of noticed too that that Jake Andrews is seems like he gets second center wraps. It doesn't really seem uh, I just like Cody Rusi's really. Yeah, I just always try mix. to like go back to twenty one and learn from the cam experience which was clearly not actually a quarterback competition but they made it look like a quarterback competition to 
an extent and like you know are they just swapping out david andrews for Bruce senior or yeah. jake andrews just to because they think we're idiots and we can't pick up on the fact that they're actually trying to cycle Zappy in with some Probably. people. Field <laughs> goal, field goal. Field goal. Everybody's yelling field goal. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Yell it, Mike. Field goal. But nobody no. louder than Joe Judge. I was going to say no one competes with <laughs> Amos, Amos Alonzo Judge. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Got to write these down. This is important. Okay. You know we're going to be wrapping you know up pretty soon. For, All right. So we got. Might be time to go lunch. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are we doing? Field goal. I don't have a thing. I don't have a thing. Either. Lunch. Call in now to buy Mike and Paul lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Corliss Waitman holding for Nick. All right. Well, Fold. that's going to be it for this. <laughs> oh, really? This yeah. We'll be back no. tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow for the full practice uh, around the same time, 11 o'clock. Um, and um, are you guys going to do – you're not going to do a, a podcast. We don't do that yet. We do that for training camp, right? Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do, we will do a wrap-up video uh, after day three. We'll okay. You know, kind of, but we're not – We're going to do what? A little, little wrap-up. A little wrap-up wrap up video. All right. Well, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening today. Again, we'll be back tomorrow with more live uh, show from enough. Minicamp. We'll see you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original.